Yeah, I'm into fitness. Fitness whole pizza in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> And so the idea that there's going to be a show where that they are going to be back together, oh. I would watch every fucking second of that show right now if it existed. God damn Disney Plus. This is what I mean. You can't. We're not going to be able to abstain. How do you have a scene in which a duck plays guitar and doesn't do the duck walk. It's it's unconscionable. We got done with it, and, I, and Ash was like, yeah. And I was like, yep. Absolute garbage. Ah! It, was so, it was so bad! <laughs> I did not see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, Dave here to welcome you to Long Walk Short Drink Episode 95, as in 1995, the year that gave us seven here holding the DVD, the novelization, the soundtrack. Braveheart, the novelization, the DVD, the soundtrack. We, we, we didn't know at the time. What are you going to do? The Basketball Diaries holding the soundtrack, the Jim Carroll source material as well. How about The Crossing Guard, starring Jack Nicholson, directed by Sean Penn. David Rabe, the playwright, wrote more than what you would call like a novelization of this, uh, this uh, story. But anyway, interesting. I recommend it. Mount Grief and more things. Ooh, Desperado and the soundtrack. Great. If the people watching the video will see, I'm holding the... Oh, yeah. Look how beautiful the laser disc. Uh, also that year coincided with Robert Rodriguez, director of Desperado, the uh, Rebel Without a Crew, his, his diary that he wrote when he was like d- donating his uh, body to uh, science to raise money to make the... Uh, well, the movie that came before this, not a pre- prequel, but El Mariachi. Fucking great. Ooh. Another Laserdisc, Leaving Las Vegas. Great soundtrack, great performance. At a Academy Award-winning performance for Nicolas Cage, and I don't think she won, but uh, Elizabeth Shue should have also. Not winning any Oscars, but really cementing uh, Kevin Smith's sort of uh, foothold in pop culture and a movie before its time. Mall Rats. I'm holding the uh, the kitchen sink tie-in uh, with a, the beautiful uh, poster, and then this very new uh, Arrow reissue of the uh, of the film with a longer cut and a bunch of cool stuff that I highly recommend. That actually came out this year. Before Sunrise. Love this movie. Uh, got the the script, but not exactly. More of a kind of a transcript of the collaborative. Uh, process one of my favorite movies this whole series um ooh, great movie prophecy walking that year also not my favorite but jean-claude van damme's ah shit's falling down 
sudden death where he tells his son that if the building is falling down you don't get out of your t- uh your seat this hockey game where that's uh, basically die hard in hockey arena oh is the year that you remember this the uh the star wars trilogy was released as the original for the last time got a little had the uh, leonard malton talking to george lucas as he was starting to write the prequels you might recognize the art for this get into it too much also came out that year high fidelity the 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 novel that was turned into the wonderful uh you know the english novel that by uh by nick hornby that was turned into the wonderful film starring uh, john cusack um also the film dead man walking i've been revisiting the soundtrack for this which is terrific it's a terrific movie too uh, and if you can find this reissue with uh the not in our name concert is pretty pretty excellent interviews with uh sister sister helen um but on tv really weird little animated series that i quite liked called the max i think it was like liquid you know in the mtv thing the liquid television they would call it and it was uh compiled into like a two-hour sort of movie and released on home video and music u2's bizarre uh soundtrack original soundtracks volume one i don't some of them are kind of used in movies but uh you know, just them kind of experimenting under the name Passengers. Uh, the debut album of, of Wilco, AM, came out in 95. Uh, the breakthrough album from Alanis Morissette, Jagged Little Pill, still holds up. And the debut of Jewel, uh, Pieces of You, this beautiful reissue came out this year from, uh, who did this? Craft Dynamite. This is my old, like... Uh, vinyl that had a bunch of uh non-album tracks as you know we're not talking about any of that just like we're not talking about government shutdowns debt limit provisions or how the bradley foundation has been dumping big money into striking down the indian child welfare act in the courts not looking out for the interests of any child anywhere but as a backdoor means of eroding all tribal sovereignty to ultimately control things like the 30 billion dollar annual casino revenues we're definitely not talking about any of those things or any number of things that perhaps we should be or that are even remotely culturally relevant. Now nah, we're talking about the time I shit my pants for meeting too many combos or the challenge of getting new projects off the ground or staying off streaming services like Disney Plus when there are images teasing a salt and pepper bearded Ewan McGregor returning as Obi-Wan Kenobi. The charm and whimsy of the original Bill and Ted's excellent adventure, the enduring appeal of Beetlejuice, and the how the fuck did this get made film of the mid-80s Howard the Duck, plus Palmer weighs in on the latest Bill and Ted sequel, and I'm all in for the new Halsey album. All this and more. But first, let me tell you about what we've got coming up for you long walkers in the month of October. So as we've been approaching episode 100, I've been kind of looking back and taking stock of our catalog. And I was struck by how many horror-centric uh, seg- long segments or entire uh, you know, episodes devoted to, you know, not just Stephen King, but all manner of things that we kind of gravitate towards that are spooky or macabre. And um, so for the month of October, this is what I've been working on. Since I last spoke to you, and this is what we're going to roll out. I'm about halfway through the, uh, you know, the creating of these segments. But on our YouTube channel, if you if you're not subscribed, if you just listen to this as a podcast, I'd encourage you to go to YouTube.com/slash Long Walk Short Drink, subscribe, and keep an eye out because every day in October 
we're going to be posting uh, an old segment, some as short as like six minutes, some that are, you know, still two hours. <laughs> you know, um, But for each of them, they're dedicated to a single topic. And uh, most of them are movies. Sometimes they're like the books and then the movies. Most of them are all video based. There are some that are kind of earlier. I mean, they start like some of the clips start from our first episode. And then I think our October episode that we're going to record uh, tomorrow is going to have a Halloween type thing too. So, but every day in the month of October, and if I miss a day, I'll kind of double up or whatever. There'll be something, some, I don't want to say classic. I'll say archival, but that seems like old and boring. These are going to be like, some of these things we're using the video for have never been seen. In fact, for the dead zone, oh, there's a... <laughs> There's a never before seen like video version of that. But for each of them, we just dive right into the topic. So there's no like, hi, how's it going? There's certainly no sort of preamble like this that I've been doing lately. It's just going to be like, so we watch Monster Squad and we like dive into it. I mean, to give you an example of like this kind of thing in the segmenting thereof, we did a show where we talked about both Monster Squad and My Pet Monster. And it's like a four and a half. <laughs> Or plus hour show so i just just included in that one say for the the monster squad and it's still two hours but like jam-packed so if they're long they're because we are lit up about it and i have like there are times where we go too long and i sort of shorten some of that but if you want a little extra for for your halloween kind of um I don't know, adding to whatever it is that you kind of watch around the holiday. I've been uh, re-watching the, uh, the old Universal films, just kind of starting those. And we kind of touch on this in the upcoming uh, conversation that you'll hear. But uh, yeah, so I'm encur- I'll encourage you to go to Long Walk Short Drink on YouTube. Go to YouTube, search Long Walk Short Drink, hit that subscribe, and check out the, uh, the movies that interest you. We spoil the hell out of them, of course. But, um, you know, and you don't have to see them if you're just kind of looking for some... Uh, some uh, spooky, eerie companionship. Little shout out to things like the, like our Pod Bros uh, pals, the Spoop. What they call it? They call it the Spoop. It was like they basically did a similar thing where they did a podcast every day for the month of October for a few years talking about movies. And I would often listen to the episodes that I knew first, but then I just started to like want to hear what they had to say about movies I had never seen and may never watch. So check that out to that YouTube page. And so without further ado, um, I'm going to turn it over to Palmer and I in one of those kind of, it's like a sort of a two-part conversation where we start as one of our uh, hangouts on one week and then we follow up on the next week and there's a little uh, housey clip uh, from her terrific album, this terrific live performance from the uh, I'm Not a Woman, I'm a God song. But um, anyway, I'm, I'm going on too long. So without further ado, Let's uh, take that long walk together, shall we? Hello. Hey, buddy. How you doing? I'm good. I'm really good, actually. How are you? I'm great, man. Awesome. Ooh. It's Wednesday. Uh, I'm taking Friday off. So this is like my Thursday. Tomorrow is my Friday. And then oh, I'm. That's nice. I, I have a four day weekend, which is nice. <clears throat> um, is this your anniversary? No, your anniversary weekend is Memorial Day. Your birthday yeah. weekend is Labor Day. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, my birthday weekend. Yeah. What you doing for it? Four days of Palmer. (laughs) Yeah. I like it. Uh, uh, Nothing really. I, I mean, I hate sounding so lame. But it's like it's so irresponsible to do anything. Well, yeah. That's not just like hang out in your house. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, that's true. Uh, so <clears throat> we are going to um, go swimming with some friend, our uh, our family in Centerville. So uh, we'll go do that for the day, and then. Uh, but the rest of the weekend, I think we're just going to hang out here and make good food and probably watch awesome entertainment stuff. And <laughs> nice, nice. Be lazy. So, which is honestly like, I, I mean, this, I guess, good or bad, depending on how you look at it. That's one thing that this past, that all of this we have taken from it is like, we kind of can enjoy being home and take advantage of it you know so yeah uh so yeah i mean of course we want to go do things and we're planning on doing that as soon as it is prudent to do so we're just kind of we're really a little bitter of about just like it did not it would not have to be like this yeah if, fuck yeah <laughs> Fuck yeah, uh, and fuck those people who made it happen. <laughs> I, I'm just that, that's as much as I'm gonna say. It just yeah, it did not have to be like this. No. And it's a shame that it is. So um I saw I don't know how real it is or if it's just for the lulls, as the kids say these days. I don't know what uh, that means. I'll, I'll get it from the context. LOLs. Yeah, oh, the LOLs. Okay. Like the lulls. <clears throat> I gotcha. Uh, this tweet says, uh, I just, I've, I've started my rounds of the horse dewormer. I can't even pronounce it. Oh, I that's right. or whatever, yeah. you know, I don't know. So I, do, I, I started my regimen of the, of that, the horse dewormer, a medicine for animals that the FDA has said, please don't ingest as a human being. Right. I've just, I, as a human being, as this person who wrote the tweet, just started my rounds of that. And literally just shit myself at the grocery store. Oh, yeah. And then has the nerve <laughs> to say, is that normal? Right. No, that's not normal. You should. Is that just the toxins leaving my body? Oh, man. Yeah, it's so I, hard to understand that, like, the distrust yeah. on uh, the, these are the same people. The distrust now, like, FDA approved all this stuff. They're like, I'll take this fucked up thing for horses. <laughs> Yeah, and what's funny is there's a large swath of them that have been saying the reason they weren't getting it was because it wasn't FDA approved. Yeah, and now it is, and it's like let's just move the goalposts. We were we had uh, dinner with some friends, and they had just in the last day when we had had dinner heard that phrase for the first time, moving the goalposts. Oh, yeah, you know, uh, in relation to that, actually. So, yeah. Well, there's all our COVID, COVID. Yeah, I know. Uh, yes. Hate at the beginning. The so that, uh, is that what you said? <laughs> like COVID idiot. Oh, okay. I got COVID eight. Like it's an eight minute. Co- that's not really funny. No. I was gonna say comedy bit. But... No, no. Though <clears throat> some of that, I mean, the shitting themselves in the grocery store is a little bit funny, but. 
know. That is sad. What's funny is That's asking true. the Twitter verse, is this normal? Yeah. Like <laughs> The voice that's, of reason. The, you the can't, I mean, you can't write comedy that good. No. You know, oh like, I'm just going to put this out into the internet and find <laughs> out if should I be doing this. The crowdsourcing sensor. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's where we're at. We're, our common sense is so shattered. We need to go to the internet to find out if it's okay that we're shitting our pants. I don't care what it is. <laughs> No, nothing should make me shit if I, I i don't know if you are like this but if i encounter something in my adult life that makes me even remotely come close to almost kind of shitting <laughs> where anywhere i should not shit yeah yeah which is just the toilet that's where we <laughs> shit <laughs> sorry <laughs> well I will not do that thing. I will try to avoid that thing. Yeah, that's right? why I have to stay away from uh, combos <gasps> for the most part. Because from what? like combos, I'll oh, never yeah. forget it. It was like 2000, 2000, 2001. I remember driving out maybe with Logan, C. Jackson, and uh, Pittsburgh, and uh, ate a big ass bag. Not, not the little bag of combos. I ate a whole like big bag and oh, shit yeah. my pants and had to throw them in Jackson's trash. <laughs> God. So now you even, know the year. You're like, yeah, since 2001, I haven't eaten a combo. So. I, I probably had some, but very few, and always with a lot of like consideration for what could happen. <laughs> Which, for anybody who does not know what a combo is, oh, right. it's like a roll of cracker or pretzel <laughs> that has a cheese spread product in peanut butter in- or. Or yeah. peanut butter injected into this hollow core. They're like cylinder shaped. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> no, they're, I, I love the pepperoni cracker one is a very good one. Oh, that sounds good. Maybe yeah. I'll have to, I mean, there's so much home time now, you know, mostly. Yeah. <laughs> I could have and the nacho this. pretzel, th- those two are very oh, good. Oh, yeah. 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 They're mostly pretty good. I mean, I don't think they're real food or real any part of the maybe pretzel. <laughs> but do you want to hear my, like, <laughs> So to talk about neurotic snacking and com- like uh, combos and I will, the shells are this unique thing where they're like, there's an air layer in between the outside and there's a, a like cracker column oh, nice. that's around the cheese. I'll eat that outside layer. The goal is to eat all the way around it and expose Ooh. that inside core. And then I'll eat that on its own. For a combo? I'll try that for. Yeah, I'll try that for like every combo. Every single one, I'll try to eat it that way. Wow. I'm so neurotic when I eat those. That's com- uh, I was going to say commendable. Maybe. maybe. No, it's, it's not commendable. <laughs> no, 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 no. That helps explain some of my issues. Are you like it shows my relationship with food? Like how, like I, I see someone taking yeah. their time, and you're gonna. Eat- how many can you eat if you oh. eat that way? You can't shit your pants oh. eating that ma- in that way. Oh yeah, no, I can still work my way through a, 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 a one of those bags. One of those bags that you're talking about, the like gas station oh, yeah. uh, two liter bags <laughs> of pants like, bags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit your pants bags. Yeah, though, that's exactly what it is. Uh, yeah, I think they only sell those at rest areas. That's that. That's yeah. like a. 
It's like that and beef jerky, Slim Jims. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like in Mountain Dew, every oh, man. flavor of Mountain Dew you could ever encounter. I want all Even that the now. purple one. <laughs> but they're so small. I, I would just imagine that to be hard to do. To, that's why yeah. I was impressed. Because it, I don't know. That would frustrate me. I hate it when my food frustrates me. I, I won't eat stuff that frustrates me, even if it's tasty. You know, like, oh, what is it like? What are the like crab legs and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, they're good, oh. but I cannot be bothered to go through that trouble. Oh, but you, it, it's all about, you have to, oh, geez, this is so fat, kid. But like, <laughs> you just have to know how to eat it. There's a way that you can crack that shell that you'll get that whole leg of meat all in one pool. Yeah, you get, and you, you can crack pull. it like once and, right? Yeah, you like, like pull the end, like you pull th- from the, um, the body end down mm-hmm. and you pull each at joint at each joint and it will pull out a tendon. And then when that's tendon out, you just crack in the middle of the thing so that you crack the shell all the way around in the middle of that long piece and then pull real slow. And it'll leave them like a fillet, a, like a whole piece yeah. of meat right there. And you could like do a whole, like a whole section real quick. And then you get a nice lump of crab meat there to eat. Yeah, I think I was instructed to do that. I haven't had a, mm, I mean, opportunity, whatever. I never, I never ordered in restaurants or anything like that. But so I've been in the presence of it a few times and folks have shown me to do that. But even that, it's just too much. Or like, that's yeah. why I don't eat wings unless they're boneless wings. And then, then absolutely. But if I have to like pick around that, I just can't deal. I'm too lazy. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> but that's a, maybe why if somebody's going to take the time to, carefully crack those things or eat around a convo i'm like good good for you <laughs> you're getting yeah. more out of uh, <laughs> than me. oh well that's so like it's definitely two sides of a coin of the same coin let's <laughs> yeah. say like uh, I'll, I'll be bad bad face and you uh bad heads <laughs> you'd be the good heads so oh man uh, our two-faced villain would be cool <laughs> yeah it'd be pretty sweet especially with the one side bald I've got oh, short yeah. hair now, but if I had longer hair, that'd be. Why have we never yeah, seen you that? Yeah, you look very dapper. Oh, thanks, thanks. I well, I think it's the glasses which I need because of the computer screens, and then uh, the same shirt that I wear for everything. <laughs> I was gonna take it off because I'm I'm editing the last episode right now, or the what whatever the last. Anyway, I'm wearing the same shit. I was like, oh, <laughs> I shouldn't be wearing the same shit, but I'm like, I refuse to take this off just to not be wearing the same thing. So here yeah. We are. I'll take the dapper though. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, you look very dapper. You said you just noticed I have a bald head. No, uh, I'm not sure what I just noticed, but I, I think I was, I definitely said like, why haven't we seen that? Like, why haven't we seen a two face that has half a bald head in it? Maybe that has been in the comics or something, but that oh, seems like I a don't... cool way to, to do it. To I don't differentiate know. The do, you, um, do you have a beverage uh, besides water or just water? No, I do. I have all I have all manner of things. I got one of those um, milk stout nitros that you pour hard. So let me get oh, hard nice. For it. <laughs> yeah. Get it everywhere. Make a mess. What about you? Um, yeah, I have a uh, boom sauce. Oh, nice. <laughs> very cool. Oh, a double IPA. Yeah, it's very uh, it's a, it's a pretty good one. So. <clears throat> all right, let's do it. All right. On three. And oh wait, shit! Hang on, sorry. And three. 
Poor hard, buddy. Yeah. Oh, splashed a little bit. That's a good one. Oh, <laughs> that's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta let this settle a little. Oh, no, I won't. Cheers. <laughs> yeah, cheers, buddy. Oh, yeah. That'll do. Well, that mm. sounds like a, a good birthday weekend. I, the the whole relaxing thing or kind of do nothing is like our mode too. And I realized, I think it may have turned out this way anyway with the bride and me, but um, because of the way that we got together where she was living in Minnesota and me, Ohio, uh, we would, that's kind of like, we would kind of do things when we'd visit, but there was just a lot of like nesting uh, kind of stuff. You just come and like, I don't know. And, uh, to kind of stop everything to be together and kind of do nothing. And so now that is still like how we, our quality time tends to be that kind of thing, especially now that we have two dogs that we can't walk as, as easily together for long periods. Uh, so man, that resonates that and fuck, we go to all the baseball games, but which I hope is reasonably responsible. I don't know. The outdoor thing helps, but it, it does. It's a weird time yeah. right now. Cause it's like, yeah, we've talked about it a million times, just not knowing like how much and masking this, that, or the other. And so different places have different rules and or and no rules. Ugh. But well, I, I certainly hope you get to truly enjoy some of that downtime in that four-day weekend. I think so. <clears throat> we have uh we are not planning on fasting for the weekend. We have four days off. Um, we have some meals planned out to have during that time so it's going to be good um yeah i'm just really looking forward to it and it, it's more of what we already do but i really have some projects that are getting ready to kick off and uh that's going to take some i it, it's slow at the beginning but it definitely um picks up with some steam and definitely is some there's some front end leg work that needs done before I get rolling on them. So, uh, I can always chip away at that this weekend, which is good. So yeah, I, I, I'm really looking forward to just more of kind of the same thing and just having a little more time for it with the yeah. four day weekend. So what are the projects things you want to tell me about? Or are they, are they top secret? Um, some of them are top secret. There are some of them I did want to talk to you about actually, because, uh, um, I, and I don't want to like kibosh the conversation. Uh, do you have big plans for the holiday weekend? Oh no, no, I mean, not at all. Well, we might go clothes shopping, which just sounds like a <laughs> fucking nightmare. Yeah. Who wants to do that shit? Oh, neither it's a holiday us, weekend. You should just get to be in sweats or athletic shorts and eat food all weekend. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Because we, yeah. we both were like set at some point, and I always think about this at the bride, who's a you know, well, she's in a, at a uh, very um, I don't know, she's got this new job or like new promotion, and so she has to see people more often and and then and be presentable for more than just she she's took so much pride in that uh year of like online classes and stuff of never wearing pants that weren't like uh stretchy pants or something like that like she, she and, and i would do it like i'd put on jeans and dress like up because i was like a compartmentalization that i was 
striving for uh, and then take off those clothes at the end of the day as a like putting the quote unquote work aside. But anyway, she leaned into all that hard, but now she's like, fuck, I gotta get real clothes. And the first time she did that a few years ago, she, I asked her like what her, I don't know if I asked her what a cold was. I can't remember what the question was, but her response of like, I think it was like, what kind of clothes are you getting? She's like, work clothes. Ugh, I just want to look less stupid. I'm trying to look less stupid. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what we always say. Uh, and I, yeah, but neither oh. of us like shopping for clothes. And I was seriously considering like, I just want to go to Goodwill because because I, I feel like I buy stuff and then I don't like it. I'm like, I've bought this and I don't like it and I don't like wearing it, but I bought it. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, it feels like so much less of a I, commitment listen, to buy things. <laughs> like I'm sure if you went back and just took a screenshot of me throughout all of our episodes, it you'd only see like six different t-shirts. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Same same age. <laughs> oh age over five years. Like yeah. you know, which holy shit we've been doing this for five years man like i think even is it i, th- I want to say six because it's t- no you're right because we started in 16. 16. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. six five years fuck five years man isn't that crazy yeah it is crazy it yeah it's weird it feels like both like it feels like oh sure it's been five years but in other ways it feels like yesterday it feels like yeah. both <laughs> yeah and then we're closing Man. in on um on 100 episode 100 that was the one thing yep. I, I thought it'd be good to start talking about just like what what would be fun way to celebrate but yeah uh, but yeah no you were you were going to transition to to something uh well um so i have um i have one project that is top secret it's still in the baking stage but i am going to talk to you about it i think at some point in the future uh maybe off offline okay uh and then the other thing that i wanted to talk about is i am i have positioned myself um to uh, really be poised to start restoring a a few of my pinball machines and one of the things that I'm gonna be doing to them as I work on them is do a lot of work I'm I'm planning on setting up a a recording area over my workbench because one of the easiest ways to keep track of how things go together is people will usually set up recording rigs and will record themselves disassembling so that way they can look back at it if they ever have any questions about how to put stuff back together. Yeah. <clears throat> just as a reference point. Sure, um, that makes a lot of sense. My preference would be just to do a live stream on the Long Walk Short Drink channel. Oh, yeah. Of it. So then that has... I can just go back to that video and it's essentially Google is storing all of that video for us. And at the same time, we're adding some content to the um, channel. Yeah, that's uh, cool. <clears throat> I mean, it, it probably won't be anything 
like really interactive. I, I yeah. plan to try to have it set up so like the chat and stuff will be in there. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I mean, if it starts to get stupid, I'll just turn the chat off. Um, but really, it's just going to be so that I can document uh, how the machines go apart, go disassemble for when I'm ready to put them back together. Mm-hmm. But if that starts to show any kind of like response, I can document that whole process, which yeah. is like I plan on putting together a like a PDF that could be put together into a book. That would be just like the um, normal manual for the pinball machine, but it's all my parts and photographs and like before and afters of what it looked like when I took it off the game and then what it would look like after I restored it. Yeah. <clears throat> but all of that could be like that video could be beneficial to all of that. So I'm looking at, uh, some like video capture options that I can set up like a multi-camera setup that could do oh, wow. like an overhead shot and then like a close-up shot where I can, when I take parts off, I can take them over to the close-up shot and I can like r- rotate those around in there and talk about anything that I notice on that part that might need replaced or fixed and timestamp, like talk about timestamps and write timestamps down of like in, where in that recording it is. And I, and because of that, like not, I would try to um, brand it just live on the video. So it's there when mm-hmm. it goes onto our channel. Um, but uh, there would be no editing or anything. Yeah. So that way I could, use the, yeah, it just is what it is. Uh, it just literally just adds some content. And then if there's, like I said, if there's a response, then I could sh- uh, shoot some other stuff. That's so. fun. That's really fun. Cause like, yeah, it's got the functionality <clears throat> of just documenting the thing and the storage. But then if you're there and doing that, and then people are there with you, it'll be all the more fun, probably more motivating to go do it. That's neat. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, um, uh, kind of seeking out and enjoying some really like specific topic type podcast things. And it, um, like one on, I haven't actually started listening yet. I've just been collecting kind of following the Instagram of, uh, like a universal monster movie type old horror. It's called the Borgro pass. So I'm excited to start listening to that as it cools off and gets closer to the season. Um, what else? The, the big thing right now is I, last weekend was a Pearl Jam like anniversary dual anniversary. The 27th of August is both the day 10 and no code were released. And so there was all this kind of flurry of celebration type things and like live stream. Um, there was one concert that they played no code from front to back as kind of a surprise. And anyway, but so I, I was sought out like Pearl Jam podcasts. Somehow I'd never looked into this, <laughs> but I, I, I looked it up. I found one it's called single podcast theory and I just been like obsessed with it, but only for like three or four days, but I just like, can't get enough of it. And it's been so amazing. Like it started by these two guys that didn't even really know each other. So their friendship grows through the thing. And then this like community around it. And uh, I don't know, I, I'm not thinking of all the great examples or, or just like the Van Damme stuff that I kind of done. And it's just so fun to, I, it, yeah. That that movie released, right? Yeah, yeah, and I got to like do um, uh, 
they don't really have a means of doing the Jean Pod Van Dam cast. I mean, I'm sure they could figure something out, but they the John uh, and and company closed the the network, the Pod Bros like network, and they still have their YouTube page and stuff. But you know, I've got the Zoom account through work, so that it's easy to record things and stuff. And so, um, so he reached out and and I helped them do that and took part in that um, podcast and. Yeah, and the VHS awesome. community, there's been some stuff going on there with like the crow and stuff. So all these like little niche things that I'm just inordinately interested in. <laughs> and uh, but because of that, and then because of like this weird, like or because of the medium of podcasts that I like and that sort of suits me more than like going out into the world and interacting with people, I find myself like part of uh, these like communities in a way. And that's a great feeling, but it's not what I'm used to. And so to me, it's the, like this sort of revelation of like, oh, you can, you know, just kind of bond with people around um, these kind of nerdy things. And so I, I think one of the things that like really sparks for me about the pinball thing is that like, I would hope that you could get more of that going. Cause I, I think there already is a little bit of that through the, through the podcast. And um, if it can kind of connect you to more people to, yeah, because you'll be contributing. I, that seems like a pretty unique way to contribute. I don't know about the YouTube, what you find on there, but it seems like a nice byproduct of a thing you want to do to help the process. But it yeah. seems like that kind of detailed thing is maybe not like especially entertaining, I guess. But I have to imagine would could very well appeal to people to have that level of or as like a resource, you know? Anyway, yeah, I love it. it sounds awesome. But yeah, so our, I will involve the channel in some ways on, uh, in, in some way on that stuff. Uh, yeah. As best however, as much, however much is fun. That's how I always think of, yeah. of, of anything yeah. like this. <laughs> Cause every, I don't know, everything takes forever and never enough hours in the day. And I find I catch myself a lot and be like, do I really want to do whatever this next thing is. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And sometimes, yes, yeah, sometimes no. <laughs> A lot of yes, which is good because it's things you must be excited about. But I fall into like rabbit holes of um, like media management and archiving of things sometimes. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. Because uh, my own stuff, certainly, because but uh, especially because video is so huge, but in trying to keep stuff backed up and whatnot, but also. I don't know, like the the thing, the bands, the filmmakers or whatever, out of the creative people I follow with like stuff's on YouTube. That's great. But it's like, I know it's going to like it. It could get pulled and shit gets pulled all the time or blocked unexpectedly. And then it's in, inaccessible. And so if I find out about something I like, I'm always oh, and then these like live stream type things. I'll like so those that no code show. It was uh, through a company called nugs.net that does a lot of like bootleg type thing like they've got springsteen's whole catalog and pearl jam stuff and then they'll release and probably grateful dead and all kinds of bands like that but anyway they'll do these like live streams but especially during the pandemic like you would pay for it so there was another show like they did 10 from a similar tour they just one night played 10 from front to back and so you'd buy like kind of like a ticket even like the how did this get made show that i like they've done some of these like pay for live streams and uh but they're not archived not really and so the nut that i am i'm like okay I hook up my zoom recorder 
to the they'll be available for like a weekend so you don't have to be like they're in the moment moment but i'll hook up the zoom recorder i'll do like a screen capture of the full frame and then i'll like capture this enormous raw like apple file that i then like squish down and sync to the zoom recorder and i do a lot of that kind of stuff when these exciting things happen and then we have Sirius XM, which has a Bruce Springsteen channel, a Pearl Jam channel, a U2 channel. They fucking like have a Dave Matthews channel now that I've never even like played. <laughs> but and yeah, so they'll have that's like... only in the summertime, I think. <laughs> oh, I wonder. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course, you know, I'm not telling you about Sirius XM, but you know, they like have these like on demand programming for stuff. So like, yeah, they had yeah, a... yeah, yeah. And so those things like they'll be on demand, but for a limited time. And so I like try to keep up with certain ones of those streaming them to my uh, H4N and oh, just like, and a lot of the audio stuff, a lot of these things, they're not active processes, but Jesus Christ. So last weekend I was in real like fan mode, just trying to get all these like <laughs> and, and discovering this podcast and wanting to write to them and all this stuff. And so sometimes <laughs> I lose myself to that kind of thing. And that, that that's included in the like, do I really want to do this? <laughs> no, I. So many I times, get, yes. <laughs> yeah, and well, and sometimes you start to wonder, like, what's the real hobby here? Is the hobby <laughs> like, do I really enjoy all of these bands, or do I just <laughs> like collecting media, yeah, like, yeah. Or, or or archiving media, something? Yeah, you know what I mean, like. Uh, I don't know how to articulate that, but you know what I mean? Like what's yeah. the real hobby here? Is it the, the bands? Is it both? I think it's a little of both probably. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the same thing with it. It's the same thing with pinball where it's like, it's not just pinball. It's the tools that go along with it. It's the mods that you put on the game. It's the maintenance that you have to do. So you have to get parts for that. And then like, then you have to sort your parts because it's a lot cheaper. If you have to order a part, like my rule of thumb is if you have to order a part, order 10, if you can afford it, because mm, yeah. you don't want to have to like need that part again in the future. Yeah. So, and now I've been doing this long enough where it's like some of those tens are running out. So it's like, okay, so when you order, when you use the second to last one, you got to order another 10, that's time to order another 10 you know mm-hmm. so so that you don't need them but then that becomes a hobby though of like now you have this this mass of parts and you're like now my hobby is to organize all these <laughs> and make them in a way like i have to create a spreadsheet that's searchable and a database that like correlates this to different things and then i need to so i don't double up on ordering stuff and then I need to have a way to store all of that stuff so it's accessible. (laughs) And then I need to tie that spreadsheet that I made with the storage method so that I can, when I find that I need a part, I know exactly where I go to find it. It's a, you know, that becomes a whole, it's the same thing. It's just on different stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's all, uh, you know, still, still interested is interesting, but that's the why I have to ask myself that thing of like, yeah. I really want to take this step or take my time to do this, whatever this thing is. Like I'm looking behind my Zoom here is the the archive of the or the Apple 
podcast of the single podcast theory and they have 136 i think or no so 160 ish episodes of this pearl jam podcast that i just started listening to and they but they didn't they don't go in order of like albums or whatever they're just kind of all over the place and i have been in the middle of this kind of re-listen and to their whole catalog and stuff like that it started uh, over a year ago and i don't always like i'll not listen to anything for a while and then but anyway i'm like well i jesus christ like how do i know what like what to listen to and so i started doing this thing of like putting us in a spreadsheet what the show is what the album is so that i can figure it out and do it in the order i think it should happen <laughs> and i've i've stopped a little bit like i still think i probably want to do that i don't know we'll see but I try to let these things go if it seems like we're a pain in the ass and it's worth that yeah. one might be. <laughs> well, well, it's so this whole idea that I have of wanting to stream me tearing down these machines like that. It's it's starting. If I'm not careful, it will turn from me restoring these machines to how do I set this all up so I get good streams out of it? You know, like, oh, how do yeah, I like, yeah. like the equipment that I need to get and the, like, and what do I need to build? What do I need to fabricate? I need to like, how can I like maximize like this yeah. thing and how can I make this look good? And like, and then like all of a sudden the purpose, which is to like document me tearing down a pinball machine play field becomes this big out of this like giant beast <laughs> yeah. of a thing you know yeah like, it's more like the impetus in some ways than yeah than anything yeah so. yeah i don't i don't think that stuff's so bad necessarily I, it really depends and that's why i guess you yeah value oh, these sure. things. and again it's like if you are having fun then what does it mm -hmm. matter right mm -hmm. like yeah and yeah. so uh i enjoy all those things and um i i will you know the resources that it takes, I will be careful on how I do that, but I think it'll be really worthwhile to have a nice, good setup. And I also will be able to translate that once I am done restoring the machines to a streaming rig of playing the machines. Cause I have an idea oh, cool. too, to like grow that from the restoration into like a pinball channel a little bit. So nice of like doing like a let's learn pinball and then kind of just streaming playing pinball and trying to go for like different uh, different things on the machines and showcasing different ones as i play them so yeah uh, oh i love it yeah yeah it's also yeah i it is it's like the the, the minutiae of some of this stuff can be a little and and especially for me like spending these last couple of years like it, I realized that I think it was today or yesterday or very, very recently because I've been doing all this like cabin kid uh, stuff like and it's the and I was just like, man, I've been in this kind of like fixing up these old projects and creating trailers for them and stuff like that and digital masters since like last spring. I guess that's not that long ago, but it feels like a long time ago anyway, but it. And I was like, like three or four months ago, spring. No, no. Like 2020. Like okay, I was working okay, on gotcha. this, uh, the thing that I shot in the fall of 19 with crams, the kind of was around his, at that time, unfinished album. And, um, 
And I think I had just finished those kind of previews and I was realizing like, oh, this is one of these kind of three. Well, at the time it wasn't three, but these sort of autobiographical things. I'm like, now let's lean into it. Like I, without getting into all the detail, I know you know some of this and stuff, but so it's like I included myself in the interview for that and made it a conversation between him and me. And then it came. So it's like in some ways actively about like our, our history of making stuff together and our relationship bonding over that as well as this thing he was making. Anyway, these are ideas I've been playing with and thinking about for a while. And uh, it was an interesting opportunity to get to do that. But I bring it up because, oh, I finished ultimately these kind of short versions of that for his, uh, his, his album. And I was going to transition into working on the longer piece of whatever it was going to be. And uh, that at some point, I'm trying to think which came first. I think I started fucking around with the trying to make a that's when I had this idea of like, oh, this is all building towards this larger context that has been like my whole life, especially certainly the last 20 some years of like making stuff with my friends, but even going back to when I was like seven years old. And so I was like, okay, I this history is important to the larger context, but I can't be asking people to watch these like our VHS documentaries about <laughs> so I'm like I'll create these trailers so that in like 10 minutes if so inclined you could you know get up to speed or in three minutes you could get up to speed on one of them so I started with the crow one the behind the scenes of the crow I was trying to edit together a trailer turned into a harder task than I thought but like while I was working on that is when I heard from Josh from lunch meet about um, an interest there that it's just like kind of then I got into like creating the digital, not only a trailer for that, but the digital masters for that thing. Oh my God. And it's just kind of carried on from, from there. And I'm so glad of all the stuff I made. Like I started with that and fixed up all this crow stuff that had been in my head for years. And then like, I had wasted so much time just trying to get a decent digital transfer of that project (laughs) anyway, blah, blah, blah. But like I've been spending, uh, I realized it's like, Oh my God, it's been like a year not quite a year and a half, but then, and I'm like, I'm almost done with all this stuff and, and ready to kind of do the things that I kind of hit pause on. And I just decided to be like, all right, this is, that's kind of what happened in the world. Everybody hit pause. I've gotten a fuck ton done in this time that I've wanted to do for years. And kind of from that is all these things have sort of happened from me just tossing that stuff out into the world and just being like, Oh, that's what it's like a nice little, I don't know. It's fortuitous, I guess. That's how like the lunch meat guy found me. And like last in the last couple of weeks, like that movie, my teenage adaptation screened in Canada at some sort of VHS theater or a, a theater event for VHS rarities. And they asked me to do, answer a question for like a little introduction. But Josh, the guy that runs lunch meat, talked for 15 minutes about it. And at one point called it like the ultimate <laughs> something. He was just talking. It's one of those things that just slipped out. But even the things he carefully said were unbelievably nice to hear. And now I think oh, that's, that's awesome. ha- happening again. Like the documentary supposedly coming out again on the lunch meet. But anyway, all that stuff, the trust obey where I unboxed the like kind of soundtrack for the comic, like the dude from that made that and that allowed us to use his music in our vhs movie 
he posted the unboxing video one time on his social media being like, this is a great oral history. Cause I kind of went through the various versions leading up to that. And uh, that caught me kind of got me on his radar so that when lunch meat did post stuff about the crow, that guy posted about the, our crow. And was like, he's like, I don't know what it is. He's like if it's the four by three or the grainy black and white, but if this movie doesn't like, I don't know if what if this movie doesn't something, then you have no heart. I don't know, but all this like kind of cool stuff has come oh, for me from so awesome. just like tossing out my <laughs> silly obsessions that have vague attachments to things talked about by the show. So that's and part of it too is this idea of like embracing the fact that I it's not it's not a drug. It's not like a I don't it gets me up in the morning. Like the things that I'm yeah. trying to pull together, like I've been jazzed about it and uh would kind of roll with these things to do like more stuff um that i'd always just been kind of dreaming about but never dared put the time into with some of them it seemed like you know i would be given these opportunities to kind of indulge in some of that but yeah i was i was i would think about that sometime like oh i just need to get this done but that's such a fleeting thought for me because then i realized i'm like well i mean to what like to what end do you think that, like yeah there's a purpose but anyway i've been really trying to focus on the fact that like oh i, I do enjoy this day today it's a weird thing i do but i like it <laughs> and uh uh it's a, it's a lot of justifying i guess i don't know anyway i i always relate to when people are like starting up i just relate to people through projects jesus christ that's all i can do yeah no, no I, I i totally get it <laughs> I, I one of the things that um Part of my top secret stuff that I have, but like one of the things is that I wanted to really start to uh, just look at uh, chisel out a larger portion of my life for long walk, short drink. Um, so maybe that is starting to, there's something to the consistency of doing something for five years and oh, being yeah. open to yeah. the idea of it like, shifting and changing and growing into what it needs to be you know yeah. like yeah, like ebbs and flows of different sort of phases and shit if we went by yeah. like listen if we went viral overnight and there was a and there was the capacity that we could do this for a living would you do that like would you like oh i don't know i mean i, I think yes but i i'm saying like because if we if this is so like not going to happen. I'm just saying like, if we were to go viral, there would be an income that would be associated with just our, our content being on these platforms. You know what I mean? Oh and if yeah. That, Though I've never if that heard generated. Much, do you know more about YouTube? I've never heard people like uh, making money off YouTube, but Patreon, I hear about all the time. I am a patron. Well, and see how that plays out and people do make their living from that. Oh yeah, but I mean if you get enough if you have enough people watching your videos on YouTube, you will end up like in their advertising metrics where you'll get Oh, I see. You know what I mean? Like you have to have enough traffic, enough subscribers and enough views on your videos and all that stuff. So Oh. Well, and then I'm and just that, saying like this is all really, like, like yeah, you can't it, it, use anything copyrighted because you are monetizing. You got to be real. Careful. Oh yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah, I, I just don't know if it would be as fun it, to do all that. Yeah, it, 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 like on the surface, the idea of it is like this would like the idea of 
I would have plenty of time for long, long, short drink if that was my job, right? Like if, like if yeah, I was yeah. like, if it was monetized and it was like an income that might could work for my family, and I felt confident in your honesty of telling me it was working for your family, because yeah. that's the only way I would do it is if it was like okay across the board. I don't know if it would be as fun uh, to do to to do just yeah. because this like lets us this is a vent from the rest of the shit you know mm-hmm. what i mean yes especially in this season so, where that's been so difficult you know i think for us both even and 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 then the period with like such serious shit going on in the world it felt silly to talk about nonsense and, and yeah. come back to it trying to be more i don't know yeah always always intentional right that's the that's the thing and trying yeah. to follow that fun yeah i have seen like um so I'm a patron of uh, Tell Him Steve Day. If like those guys, you know, the guys from Kevin Smith movies and stuff. And that is such a cool thing because they they have all of these. So they just do they the I'm trying to think how to talk about it quickly. They have video, they have all these different tiers and they have a shit ton of fans. So it's like they do. It's, it's like not only one person's living, not only the three of them, but like a lot of people make their living off this thing. That's this tiny cult. Wow. But they seem to to always approach the things that they do in a way that seems fun for them, which translates then to the audience. So like they have all these kind of they still have the main podcast for free, but then they have because they have a kind of an extended thing. Think of it like the Howard Stern sort of cast of characters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that have come about, you know, regularly through the years. And uh, so there's something called the all new Sunday Jeff show, which is Jeff is the guy that works Sundays at the secret stash for many years. They have. There's so many I can't for some reason I'm thinking they have a kiss podcast where they're going through all the kiss albums in order and making lists of like a definitive 20 and that's when they're really sensitive to what people like and people don't like the kiss podcast supposedly but walt's like fuck that like i love this i'm gonna keep doing it and i will eventually win you over (laughs) (laughs) and i don't like kiss but i listen to it i love like to hear their arguments and stuff they do a video version i i go in and out of subscribing to the video tier but they they're in the kiss I makeup I'm pretty sure for all of these episodes. Oh, know. that's awesome! All kinds of stuff like that, and they just seem to be having a blast. And it it's a real model for me in terms of like how it obviously facilitates their friendships, but also like gives these kind of creative outlets as well. Anyway, so that's but they do like they make their living from that listener base. And then there are other things too. Like I didn't even know this shit, but like you'd have like a $1 uh, a month thing you could do for a patron. So I do that for some people now uh, just cause, and, and, uh, and I realized like, okay, that's like $12 a year. But then I think in the thing, it shows you like how many people do it. And they realize it adds up to whatever. I'm like, Oh, that's good. I'm glad that like, I'm glad to like, contribute to that i don't know what what i'm saying exactly but uh yeah it does seem like there are when there is i mean you have that's the fucking thing is you have to have like an actual active base of people but so i don't feel like we're 
there yet certainly to like make a living or even to no have one of those things no. but pure but fantasy it, but it's this amazing like, how many whimsy right right but it's also amazing like how many those clicks that do exist you can see them on the soundcloud and on where, where most of them are and then all this youtube stuff like those are people somewhere <laughs> uh my actually my uh family my friend in centerville they're she has been listening to episodes, like been listening to it regularly, wow. uh, which is, and just like, will just randomly text me like I'm listening to this episode and this happened and like so true or so hilarious or oh my. who's this person? Like we'll say a nickname, you know, and she was like, who's this person? Yeah. She actually said that like recently, she's like, who's pumps again? Uh, so that, that was oh, pretty that's funny. Cool. Um, she really liked the um, the apostolic episodes, uh, wow. both of them. Uh, so, yeah, no, it's good to. It's definitely good to get that feedback and good to know that it's like we're doing more. Like we are reaching more than just like us just sitting here bitching yeah. about like our our lives. You know, like yeah. I I I could not believe we were at one hundred and eighty seven subscribers that's like a lot when I looked the last time uh which just absolutely blew my mind let me um see yeah that's pretty it. cool and I, as i've been seeking out these new podcasts a lot of them are just like a couple dudes like it's sometimes they're centered around something very specific and sometimes not so much but i find that i get sucked in and really quickly i'm all about the stuff like it's great the, that Pearl Jam podcast, it's great they talk about Pearl Jam, but man, in just a few days, I'm all about the the, the one dude is talking about like because he's like a delivery truck guy, like maybe furniture or something like that, and he's got IBS. And there's this thing I listened to their hundredth episode today. I made a point of it. I'm like, oh, I wonder what they did. And they kind of did a clip thing, but not exactly. Mostly what they did was because they do talk about something so specific they get to it relatively quickly. They're not super long episodes. Some of them, I'm looking at one of them's like two hours. It's usually like an hour to hour and a half. And the early ones are even shorter. But anyway, they hop on a call like this. I've been doing it like since 2017, it seems. And I guess they would just kind of bullshit for a minute and actually kind of sort out a little bit more like what they wanted to do. They'd get emails and they'd read the Anyway, they do some pre-show stuff. So a lot of this uh, 100th episode was clips of the unheard stuff, which I thought about for us, but I'm like, I don't, there is that stuff and none of it's good is what I know. No, no, <laughs> no I always no. included it, but uh, he finally tells a story that I've kind of heard alluded to. Oh, so basically it's shit in a crisper. Okay. He's moving. I think he's moving refrigerators in a truck and had an emergency. And for some reason, goes into i think i'm getting this right goes into the back of the truck in one of the refrigerators that they i'm I'm not one of the new ones i'm sure and shit in the crisper drawer what possibly more than once i don't know but (laughs) that's the kind of shit where i'm just like um I've only been listening to this for like three days, but I, uh, suddenly uh, I, I'm like, I'm glad that they'll eventually talk about Pearl Jam, but I was so there for that story. <laughs> and 
all the stuff that kind of comes, it's so bizarre. And, and we get the kind of, that's the feedback that I do hear, whether it's secondhand or whatever, uh, or, or some, you know, the email, email from like John from the pod bros or something like that, where it's like, people seem to get the exact same vibe from us just chatting, which is so nice to know. Cause it's not even something you can really strive for, you know, I just looked, I just looked on our YouTube. We're up to 194 subscribers now. What actually. the fuck? How did, when did that even happen? I don't know. Cause I feel like, when did Who I send that text people? earlier this week? I sent that text that we were at 187. Yeah. That's nuts. It's crazy. And dude, it's, what's even more nuts is to have that many and hear nothing ever. <laughs> nothing on social, not nothing happy. on YouTube. Well, we do get solicited Sometimes. a lot for services that want to take advantage of Oh, us, gosh. But yeah. We, yeah. Like, uh, there's hey, something. Did you see my email? Did you not see my email? Oh, we yeah. get a lot of those. And I'm just like, I'm not going to join your, like, we are just doing this for fun. If it ever came, if anything ever came from it, the last thing I'd want is another layer of somebody skimming money from us. We already sold our yeah. soul to YouTube. Right. Well, and I've fallen for some of that shit through music, being a musician, like an independent musician. I've tried some of those things sometimes and it never amounts to anything because they're yeah. just services trying to make money. That's still a lot. That's wild. Yeah. And then, too, like that's the hope is like people, they, all, every podcast I've ever checked out with uh, uh, rare exceptions I can't even think of. I always went there for something specific and then ended up staying for whatever the whole thing that they do if I like them, the people. So any of these like ins uh, yeah, have led to those sub subscribers, which is neat. Hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, I, I had a whole list of like of media that we watched oh that, yeah i even about. had some stuff too <laughs> uh but we, it's it's our time is up and uh we had actually had some plans to do after um we were recording so i want to talk howard the duck did you watch howard the duck i had i watched like, howard the duck and i kept notes so i could come back oh to him. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I mean, we, we watched a, bu a bunch of stuff and i'll just keep adding to this list until the next yeah. time that we talk again so let's just do let's just play in for the next time let's do a big like media roundup like all oh, the movies and shows great. that we've watched and like uh just uh, maybe we can like volley back and forth and yeah just, i love like, that i love that idea all right dude well it's good to talk to you great catching up and next time we'll absolutely talk about the the media yeah Awesome, dude. Have a good evening, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay, thanks. See ya. Every day I got a hollow when my heart goes. I never listen, but I see you with my eyes closed. I know you, I remember from the past day. Maybe I could be a better human when I knew name.
Yeah, that's hilarious. Ash just found out that our house guest has viral pink eye, and she said that I'm pretty sure I have viral pink eye now. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, well, if you have viral pink eye, then I have viral pink eye. So what does that mean? Uh... She's like, I don't know. We have viral pink eye, maybe. Ah. God damn it. Yeah. Just being positive here. You you still have uh, a house guest? Positive they... I'm going to drink both these beers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know that fitness joke? about it's a similar fitness joke we've got it on a magnet it's one of my favorites it's uh it's there's a magnet that we got at some you know silly store where there's a a little dog and there's a giant pizza in front of it like a pepperoni pizza that's almost that is bigger certainly in the frame than the dog and the dog's looking right at the camera and the the words on it say yeah i'm into fitness fitness whole pizza in my mouth Uh, it never gets old to me. That's so awesome. And I relate. <laughs> oh man, we. It reminds me that we had this like very stupid dog owner moment where I had ordered a, pe- a late night pizza and we were eating that and upstairs in the study watching YouTube and we wanted to come downstairs for something and Ash was like, "Do you want to bring that pizza with you?" I was like, "No, I'll eat it later." And instead of putting it up somewhere, we just left it sitting on the oh. like, coffee table where we had had <laughs> it, right? Yeah. And we come back upstairs and Murphy is laying on the landing. And Ash is like, man, the, the onions on that pizza are really strong. And I was like, that's because it's all over our bed. He had like just devoured he, all but the last maybe third of the last piece he had eaten. And I was like, oh, buddy, you are in for a rough ride tomorrow. And, uh, <laughs> Ash walked him and she's like, you called it, babe. It was horrendous. <laughs> so, <laughs> poor guy. Uh, I'm sure he still thought it was worth it to get three pieces of pizza. So It probably was. I mean, pizza is... Yeah. I mean, I don't know. We talk about it a lot. It's so. special. It's special. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what was All yours? Right. Like positive, I'm going to drink both these beers. Okay. Yeah. I'll steal, I'm going to steal I'm gonna that. Both these beers. Yeah. I'm going to stay positive. <laughs> okay. Positive, I'm going to drink both these beers. Yeah. Uh, Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. All right. Um, so, last time we spoke... When last we spoke, that's the way to say that. I like that. Yeah. When last we spoke, we had mentioned that we were going to talk about some media that we had consumed separately. Which, speaking of media, one of our um, one of our things that we have talked about before that you participated in, and I'm only bringing this up right away so that I don't forget it. during the 200 year anniversary of Frankenstein, you had partaken in the Fathom event uh, broadcasts of the stage production of yes, Frankenstein, yeah. right? Uh, uh-huh. With uh, Kenneth Bradnaugh and is it is he in it? Was he? No, he did the no, no, he did no, the no, film no, in '94. Film. I'm. It was Benjamin Cumber 
Cumberbun and uh, what's his name? The guy from Split. Johnny Lee Miller. Uh, looks like, oh, I oh, love Johnny this Lee so Miller. much because you got all yeah. these Frankenstein things correct. But uh, what's that guy's name uh, from Split, though? He did the he did a version of Frankenstein. Yeah, McElvoy did a version of Frankenstein with Harry Potter that I haven't seen. Oh, okay, gotcha. But these all are right. all some of the right people. I like that yeah. a lot. <laughs> I'm aboard I, for I all that. To, I really try to listen. Uh, anyway, this morning I was in one of my news aggregates and I saw that Fathom events for the 50th anniversary of the Universal movie monsters are releasing the universal monster movies via fathom events so uh you should keep an eye out because i think that we're going to be seeing some of those and i know those are like your jam oh god damn right yeah the idea of seeing those in like (laughs) i'm sure you probably have seen at least some of them in a modern theater before but yeah uh, yeah some of them but not all i'm gonna oh look labyrinth jesus Oh yes, um, thank you for that heads up. I think I saw they were doing Bride of Bride. Oh, oh man, here we go. See, I have seen a lot of these, but that may and I don't know. We'll see if COVID stops me from <laughs> seeing more. <laughs> but, uh, 90th anniversary. Is, wow. Oh, 90th. Yeah. Yeah. Even even longer. So, but I, I saw that and I was like, I I literally texted to myself and I have not read the text yet, so that it was still a bad <laughs> oh, on my phone. Thank you. I yeah. Want to forget it. Uh, I'm actually getting right into those. Like I, I do these things where I go on jags of like watching stuff in chronological order or listening to stuff in chronological order. And at the beginning of the year, I started old horror films like in the silent era and I got through the silent era and I went through like the additions I had and I read about stuff and I watched new ones that I hadn't seen and brought, I added those to my collection. But I stopped because um, it was approaching like spring, summer and I didn't want, it just didn't feel right to watch those kinds of movies and that kind of weather. But I was, I paused right before starting what would be this era. And it all really kicks off with the Lugosi Dracula from 1931. Oh, nice. And, uh, so I'm just right ready for this. And I've just been yeah. kind of dipping my toe into it, going out of chronology a little, which I think I'm just going to have to do. Um, because one of those early, like the following year, 32 is when Island of Lost Souls came out. Uh, and so I, I have been working my way through. So what we talked about with Twinkie, with the Val doc and the, and the Richard Stanley oh, yeah. documentary. I gotta do that. Yeah, I, I know I have to do that. And then the, the Island of Lost Dreams, right? That's what yeah, I got, oh, I didn't bring it down here. Uh, Cause I didn't intend, I figured we'll wait to talk about that all together, but uh, I have been watching a lot of that stuff. And just last weekend I did start sort of my horror season off with the, with the, with the old film version, uh, which does feature the criterion features, uh, an interview with Richard Stanley. Anyway, I'm down that rabbit hole and then, then join oh, in this fathom yeah. events will be a great supplement to my, my fall revisit of, uh, of awesome. all things like old monster movies. So thank you. I definitely, we definitely need to get that on the calendar then since it's fresh in your head, but I just want to watch some of those things when we're closer to talking yeah. about them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but the, no, I, uh, am really looking forward to those conversations and I have almost watched the Val Kilmer documentary a couple times. Um, so, it, uh, 
that I am anxious to watch that for it's sure. Good. So. It's good. It's I've heard nothing other than it's good. And I think you'll like it. Um, and yeah. I think it'll give you uh, not that you need. Like, I know you, you know, the, the drama. By the way, the, I, I by <laughs> no means was ever serious about my feud with Val Kilmer. Yeah. I did not approve of his behavior when he was at the height of his career and he acted like an asshole on set. I don't approve of anybody acting like an asshole, even myself. Trust me, I beat myself up about it constantly. Uh, I just thought it was a funny shtick. It was. It is. And then because, <laughs> because he had kept it such a well-guarded secret, you see Val Kilmer, and then all of a sudden you don't see him forever. And then some random photo at a con or something he was at, like was or a festival he was at, and he looked awful. I mean, when you think back at like Norm Macdonald, who just passed away, oh, yeah, what looking a back at him over the last like five years, every appearance he looked terrible. And oh. I used to always say like he looks so bad. Like, and it's because he's fighting cancer the entire time, you know. So I can definitely understand people's privacy. While at the same time, though, it, it is when you are a person of of when you are a public figure, I can imagine that it is a difficult choice between um, ending the speculation or addressing the speculation mm -hmm. versus maintaining your own privacy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. For what it's worth, I apologize for my contribution to that speculation during the times that... And then at the same time, too, I'm also like, well, you maintain all of that, like, privacy and then, like... <laughs> release a documentary about yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so can I poke a little bit of I think so. Of, yeah, I you think know, so. like I didn't get any sense from the documentary that he was trying to maintain any level of privacy. I mean, in fact, he is he documented we'll get into it when we watch it all together. Yeah. But uh yeah. I a lot of what I've been watching has been those kinds of things, but uh I can't remember why I mentioned that. So I don't have as many actually maybe contributions to this. I'm I'm so excited to know about your list. I'm sure I'll have loads to say. <laughs> but it's not an extensive list. There's only like five things on here, but they're they're just again things that we have consumed since we talked 2049, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Well hit me with one. Um well one the first one is on my list is just when I watched it, I was like, I cannot fucking wait to talk about this on the show. Because we brought it up a couple times, I think, maybe. But uh, we finally, Bill and Ted 3 was finally put on HBO Max. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. And uh, that is a movie, for some reason, it is by no means at anywhere close to Goonie level for me, right, of that era of film. But somehow it has uh existed in my nostalgia mm -hmm. where i've just enjoyed the idea of that movie and that it is so just that it was it it did as well as it did at all for what it was uh, you know it's not at anywhere near historically accurate and <laughs> the, even considering like their valley accents probably aren't that accurate you know like yeah. uh <laughs> All of those things, it, it, uh, but for some reason it just clicks with me and and like gets me in the feels. And the other part of that is uh, not not Keanu Reeves. Is it Alex? Um, uh, Winters. Is it Alex? 
Winters, I think, is what his last name is. He peddled this move, this third movie for like 25 years trying to get it, you know, and just like nobody was having it. And then it just happened to like pan out and they got it. And I could not believe they got it made. And like, I remember him and Keanu Reeves, like doing the talk show circuit and like sitting side by side and like talking about, yeah, it's happening. Like it's actually happening. Like we're coming out with like Bill and Ted and cause they, it had been confirmed multiple times during that long period of time that yeah. they were going to do it. And then it would never come to fruition. And we finally watched it and I, <laughs> we got it. We got done with it, and, I, and Ash was like, "Yeah," and I was like, "Yep, absolute garbage. It, ah! was, so, it was so bad. <laughs> I did not see that coming." <laughs> oh man! Absolute garbage. Just. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that, but but delighted with the way I came to know it. <laughs> yeah, I, um, and I mean, of course, it's gonna. That's probably the way it's gonna go after like the end. Nothing could. It's nothing could live up to a hype of that, right? Like it's like those video game. There's there's video games that get talked about being released that are in development for decades or mm-hmm. a decade plus, and they the game. Res- at that point gets so much notoriety and such a fevered fan base, which of people that have never played this game that hasn't come out yet, that when it finally comes out, there's no way it could meet all their expectations. It's like, it's like star Wars. It's like anything like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so it's not surprising that it wasn't good. What was surprising was just how not good it was. Uh, was it that, how was what was the kind of hmm, what am i asking that what was like the what didn't you like about it or what didn't work for you was it just the whole thing or is there things you can kind of point to um so if you watch the original one and it's just now dawning on me what he was trying to do he was really like gangly in that original one and like was really flaily when he was running around and just like would like put his arm out and would just like gangly. Like Keanu gangly Reeves, you mean the Yeah, Keanu Reeves, yeah. Yeah. Playing the character that he was playing. And watching this, I was like, his performance is wooden, both figuratively and literally. Cause he just oh. like for somebody that plays John Wick, this guy had like no range of motion whatsoever in this movie. Like his huh. hands were essentially at his sides the whole time. And he just kind of like, I don't know, just like frumped everywhere. It just was. And I think what he was trying to do was to try to like portray what that like gangly, like no, I no, um, no idea of their body proportions or anything like, yeah. I think he was trying to portray what that would look like in an eight because they're both in their like forties or fifties when they're they must like be in their fifties, right? Yeah, fifties, yeah. right? They're char- their characters, you know. And so yeah. there's a couple really funny things like so the fir- the there was a joke between the first one and the second one. So the first one, like Alex Winter's character's dad is dating Missy, who was their um who they went to high school with. 
right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, 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 like, and not dating, she's married to him. And then like uh in the sequel, she is now married to Keanu Reeves's dad. And then in the in this third one, Missy is married to their little brother. Like she just keeps <laughs> Oh my god. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So uh <laughs> anyway, it, it, uh that was pretty funny. There was a couple other like funny gags and and cool payoffs, but um they did a really nice homage to uh um Rufus or uh, uh George Carlin, right? George Carlin, yeah, thank you. Jesus. Um, they did a nice way to like symbolize and immortalize his character in that universe, which was nice. All of it was okay. It you could just there was a point where I you could just see they were like, yeah, we're just phoning this in. Oh <laughs> you know, man, like, this is yeah, and it was not good, and it wasn't a very strong story, and in my opinion, and and not. Well, and it would just be spoilers if I go any further than that. But it's not for probably the reasons that would seem obvious. It's just it just didn't feel strong. It didn't mm-hmm. it didn't feel like they spent twenty five years trying to develop it, or it felt exactly like they spent. Ah, uh, yeah, you know, what yeah, I mean? like, yeah. I think I do. So, uh, so that was that one. It was. Uh, I'm glad that I watched it, but I'll stick to the first and the second one. And I know people don't like the second one. I love the second one. I have heard. I I feel like that's one of those movies that people maybe didn't like at first, but now like more. It happens a lot, it seems (laughs) like. That's happening a lot with like the prequels. I'm hearing more and more. Uh, But anyway, yeah, I've never seen the second one. Uh, And I, I remember the first one, but not super clearly. I more remember the vibe of it and certain things to the point where, um, Oh shit! I think it's fine. It doesn't spoil it because I do think someday you should watch Mr. Robot, uh, the TV series. Uh, there is a there is an episode that ends. It's like, and that's a dark show, <laughs> but there was this episode that ends in this very kind of upbeat mom- moment with the song that I guess plays at the end of Bill and Ted Excellent Adventure. The oh yeah, in time song. I was like, uh, in time we'll be dancing in the streets all night and i had never well i had heard it but i didn't remember where i ever i heard it from to the point where like when i heard it in that show i'm like i need this song in my life (laughs) and so i like sought it out and i eventually found it in no streaming services but probably on youtube and then eventually i got like a copy of the soundtrack cd from the library but i was like i need this song but it turned and then so it traced back to that movie but Anyway, so I remember kind of the vibe of that movie and hearing you talk about it makes me want to see it again. But yeah, I never seen the second one uh, where they go to hell, right? Yeah, yeah, that one is like, it's pretty outrageous. And they did a great job of like bringing everybody back. Like they got everybody back for it. And oh, that's I cool. mean, it's not like the people, the cast of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure are doing a lot other than Keanu Reeves nowadays. Yeah. But like, <laughs> yeah. They got all of those people back and then a ton of people to come do cameos in it, which, oh, neat. Was, which was pretty awesome. So, like, Dave Grohl does a cameo oh, cool. and, and stuff like that. Maybe that's part of what helped, 
shatter that universe a little bit is because they weren't really doing that on the first two, you know, it right, right. It felt sticky a little bit. Yeah. You, that always feels a little sticky to me where you, you're wait, you're, they're trying to reach back to some franchise by doing some reboot or continuation thing. And then they just stick any celebrity. I, I feel like they're just like, oh, I got to be in that. Like these celebrities mm -hmm. here, they're making this like pet thing. And they're like, I got to be in that. Right. And so right. they just like put them in all these. And it totally distracts from like trying to regain that universe you know, because it's like all those fucking famous people wouldn't have touched this with a 10 foot pole the first time it came. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and they weren't uh, famous like it yeah, was like you weren't yeah. famous <laughs> yeah yeah yep so it's like uh I, I i that really i think that is a gimmick that is a little overused on some of these nostalgia pieces where it's yeah. like those people and half of those cameos are modern day celebrities who had oh. nothing to do with the original ones you know yeah like like I, uh, I did one of the things I did like about the new Ghostbusters, like the female Ghostbusters, was mm -hmm. when they like stuck Bill Murray in as like the ghost, like uh, yeah. doubter. Like he doesn't believe in the, all of the paranormal. <laughs> like, that's a nice way to get that homage in there, you know. And right. he has an association with the original franchise, so it's mm -hmm. like it makes sense to kind of tuck him in somewhere versus right. like getting Little Nas X as a pizza delivery guy for one scene, just because he loved that movie when he was a kid. I'm, yeah. I have nothing against little Nas X. I'm just saying like, that's an example of how that could happen. I feel like in one of these projects. Yeah. And the, that know? Ghostbusters reboot is a good example too, of how you got a bunch of like really well-intentioned, really amazingly talented people in a project that for some reason just doesn't quite, now, I mean, it's subjective obviously, but it just doesn't work great not at all for even no. for even the people involved in the contemporary movie but then when you try to put it as like a reimagining of this classic movie with certain you know all of the things attached to it and the nostalgia it, it, then it becomes that much bigger of a miss because it's it's aiming for this other company and yeah right. that's unfortunate yeah there are not a lot of those that work out really well that i can think of yeah <laughs> i i i not a ton man not a ton. I like uh, Jay and the Jay and Bob reboot, but it, there are parts of that that fall a little flat as well. Like it's bigger than the sum of its parts, but like especially yeah. at the beginning of that movie where they're in like the secret stash or like Brody has a comic store and it's, I don't know, that scene I was like, Ooh. and then there's a court scene right after it. There's a couple of really flat like openers to where I'm like, yeah. this does not feel right and does not feel good. And then it, it then it kind of picks up and gets into its own thing and I think is pretty effective and it casts that spell. But it, it overcomes some hurdles to get there that, that suffer from the same problems. That, but I'll say that's a great example of where you can do that cameo gimmick because the original one did that. Like the original yep. one had yeah. cameos just tucked everywhere. Same with Austin Powers, right? Mm -hmm. Like it, it, I've heard they're kind of revisiting, they're debating, or maybe they are revisiting that franchise. And mm. it's just like, that one's going to be jam-packed with cameos. But it's like all of the Austin Power movies have those cameos in there. So that it that shtick works because that franchise has established it as one of its shticks. You know? Yeah, so, yeah. So... Uh, that, that was, 
that was a, one of the reasons I would, if I was going to put a finger on stuff, I think that would be one of the reasons outside of it, just not being a very strong movie mm-hmm. was that there was a lot of, Hey, David Grohl's here. Or like, you know, just these like string of cameos instead of having like historical figures. And the first one just has this like campy, charm to it charm is a, yeah it's a great word for it is my memory of it kind of an innocence as well yeah it's not uh yeah it's it's from the that era of 80s movies where like computers had not dominated our lives we were not in the age of information yet and so they could just be a little loosey-goosey with like that <laughs> yeah. like they didn't have to actually accurately portray any of those historical figures they could make them fit the narrative that they needed them to fit in, you know, and yeah. uh, cause there wasn't a million people in that audience with supercomputers in their hands that could <laughs> fact check that shit. Oh, heartbeat. that's interesting. Just, you yeah. know what I mean? Like uh, they're just not in, we weren't in that age of ubiquitous inf- information yet. So it, it, I feel like they could be a little whimsy. It's just like the, like the loosey goosey science idea of how return of the living dead works right Mm -hmm. you know like there's just these bodies in these barrels from this like thing that actually happened that they made a movie about that is what you know it's (laughs) right yeah that that's imagine trying to pitch that like you know it just sounds so (laughs) like people they're gonna be like there's no way that would work (laughs) i I just feel like there's a with the age of information has I, i complain how there's lack of logic but it has given this like power to call bullshit you know you don't mm-hmm. just take your uh because people just will look and they'll look for information that supports their position and they call bullshit so yeah i think that's difficult to capture that charm and whimsy and uh innocence i like your word too uh yeah the the, the like the first i feel like the first one is r- like just embraces all of those things and the second one really has a flavor of those things it doesn't do it as well as the first one does but also from that's the other thing too from that time period is it's still happening now but like cash grab sequel like they would crank those sequels out almost instantly Mm -hmm. you know if they had the opportunity which they still do now but i'm just saying like that there was almost an, an 80s whimsy to that sequel just even existing, you know, <laughs> that feels different than the ones now. So, yeah, charm and innocence and whimsy, those are not very commonly used adjectives in the things that come out these days. I think that's yeah. one of the reasons why uh, Ted Lasso is so um, beloved. And the new season of that is out. So, I've been watching that. I'm not, I, can't, I won't get into it or anything. And it's a, it's got some much darker things. Uh, interweaved but that is a show rife with those things and just like this sort of innate goodness goodness i heard the writers talk about trying to they're like it's so easy to write like sarcasm and kind of dark witty stuff because like we have tried to interject that in the show at times but it just won't allow it like the the ecosystem of the show can't handle snark <laughs> like right. it, and uh it won't and uh but i do think that's one of the things that really resonates about it is because the those are missing qualities and i don't know i can't still i'm trying to think i was like there can we can't be this bereft of those kinds of qualities outside of kids movies but not much is coming to mind 
<laughs> other than the Ted Lasso. Anyway, please. Uh, you said you didn't want to get into the new season. Like, what? Uh, is it any good? It's definitely good. Yeah, it is. Uh, yes, I don't want to as get too much. One? I'm not great at that type of comparison. Oh, it okay. is the okay. same. It is that's, not. That's acceptable. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's deepening, and so I learned that they that like Jason Sudeikis and I think maybe I don't know if it originated with him. Certainly, the character did, but uh, he had has an idea of where he'd like it to go. Oh, and has and like how he he knows how he wants it to end and stuff. So he's been working towards that, and um, I didn't know that coming into this season. And I watched the last season for the first season four times, which I don't know wow. that I've ever done that since I was a kid. Um, and I'm just on, we're on our, you know, that's still coming out weekly right now. But, uh, so it was interesting to know. So the, so a lot of the questions, like they made that like in a bubble turning, like not knowing if people would see it on Apple plus <laughs> at all, let alone have it be this kind of phenomenon. And so, and then I follow the, um, one of the lead characters, Brett Goldstein, one of the lead writers, and, uh, he does that podcast films would be buried with that. I like so much. Um, and he's just, I just love him so much, <laughs> but, uh, anyway, so I, li- I listen to him any chance I get. And I heard he's been interviewed a lot because he's like one of the most recognizable characters and writer, et cetera. And so they're asking him like, is it difficult to write the show since it has been so successful? Like, do you feel like you need to live up to certain things or he's like, we haven't changed a thing in terms of, uh, how we approached it. He's like, cause I think that's a pitfall shows fall into where it's like, you're trying to cater to something that people think that they want, where it's like, what they want is to be surprised the way you did the first time, like, or, or like you got to come from the same sort of root root place rather than trying to adjust. Yeah. And so he's like, Jason has this idea of where he wants the show to go and all this. And that none of that has changed or been influenced by the maybe perceived pressure and so there was a big bombshell drop last week. Last week was a fucking doozy. I, I, I still a bit shaky. I can't really talk about it without getting like upset oh, no. or cry. not upset in a bad way. Like it's very moving. That yeah. that show is so moving. Like this, the, the goddamn nicest things happen in the most unexpected ways. And uh, oh, so I I can say that um, one of the big things that they're doing this show. Or I mean, I guess I'm not sure if I should. So it's slight spoilers if you don't want to know anything. But there's a te- like a therapist brought on to be there present for the team, for the football club. And so pe- a lot of people are resistant to going to the therapist. And a lot of it is like a big thing about mental health and normalizing it. And um, oh, <laughs> it's, it's good. Obviously, it's good. Yeah, it's got me, yeah. hit me in the feels just I'm like so, thinking about it. <laughs> I'm Well, I'm, I'm really frustrated. So... We have we did a full 180 in the last month on the streaming services where we were like, well, let's cancel these ones and add these ones back. And I said, I really want to add Apple TV because I want to watch I want to watch Ted Lasso. Like everybody talks about how fantastic it is, and I think I'll really enjoy it. And uh, we have a Google TV, and um, oh, I bet it doesn't like Apple. <laughs> no, there's I, I there is no way for me to get it onto my TV. Oh man. Uh, so I, uh, unless I, I could install it on my PlayStation, I think. Hi buddy. This is Murphy Durf under my desk. How you doing, bud? Um, 
I could uh, probably put put it on my PlayStation and watch it, but I was just so frustrated that I don't want. I just bought this TV. I don't want to have to buy like use another periphery yeah. to be able to watch a service. So it's if I can say one thing to any of those tech companies, it's just like get your shit together and work this out. Like yeah, play play nice. I, Everybody. I saw uh, <laughs> I saw a a great another great tweet on Reddit. Uh, that said, like, all of the music streaming services figured this out. You can listen to just about any song you'd want to listen to on just about any music streaming service. Like, right. Like, media co- other media companies, like visual media companies, like, figure this shit out. Like, yeah. you, you, don't you want people to watch your show? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but they're hardware companies posing as media makers now yeah. and just like they want you to buy their hardware that's where the money's at right so. right or at and then the access all that shit yeah well maybe yeah. they'll be they'll come in time i mean the cobra kai guy said that, that it would never be on a disc <laughs> and uh eventually oh, it did yeah. and uh yeah and you can watch well i don't know anyway but and so at some point they're largely short episodes it's weird though the, this last one that was um that so much happened on was like close to 45 minutes, maybe 42 oh, wow. minutes where they're usually around a half an hour. But anyway, I mentioned yeah. the half hour thing. Cause you know, even after two seasons, it'll only be like probably 20 or less episodes. There's a Christmas episode this year. Oh, it's great. That's great. I love that show so awesome. much. Yeah, no, I'm excited to, I, I, I will try to figure out a way to see that for sure. But, uh, we just at the same time too, I, I was telling Ash we were coming back from the dentist today and I said, you, you know, like maybe losing all the streaming streaming services because it's like we're looking at if we are going to move in the next year. There's plenty that we could be doing between now and actually getting pre-approved and starting to look for a house that we could be working on. And we also each have some pet projects that we're tired of talking about and we just want to do. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the easiest way is to just cut out all the other distractions. So that's what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, I um, love that. I love it when you guys do this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's so cool. Uh, we need to get back on the fasting wagon that we kind of fell off of that. And it's, we both are paying for it. Like we both instantly started putting weight back on and just mm. like, so we uh, need to just make some changes that we're really ready to do. So, um, and the streaming services are part of that and setting it up so that I can start um, restoring some of my pinball machines is another facet of that. We can be purging the house and packing shit that has been here since we've essentially moved in that we just still can't bring ourselves to get rid of. Then we can have it packed and ready to go for when we are ready. Yeah. Um, all that kind of stuff. So that's, uh, yeah, that's just, that's just where we are right now. Yes. Some, someday uh, when you have the, when it works out, the technology is sorted, get, just treat yourself for, you know, long weekend or something of a, of a, and binge. Yeah. Just do a trial and and binge it. I was what I would suggest. (laughs) Well, and I, I, I was getting at what I had told her on the way back from the dentist today. I was like, well, maybe losing all the streaming services when we do move into a new place, I can restart like a media collection, you know, and like start buying physical media again. And, uh, 
maybe just like st stay off the streaming services completely. So, oh wow, yeah. Oh, that'd yeah. be something. Yeah. Oh, they make it tough. They really do. <laughs> they do. As soon as I saw some some fan did a mock up of Ewan McGregor as a middle aged Obi Wan, <laughs> and like I I and when I saw that, I was even all my like I'm done being a Star Wars fan. I'm just taking a break <laughs> from all this. Like I don't want to even you know. Yeah. I saw this person had like digitally aged Ewan McGregor from Revenge of the Sith, where he has his red beard, but they digitally aged him so that he looked like a middle-aged Obi-Wan when that beard was like mostly gray yeah. and it just had tinges of the red in it. And just Ooh. like, I, I saw it and I was just like, I would watch every fucking <laughs> second of that show right now. If it existed. Yeah. Like, yeah. So uh, I love you McGregor at a beard. Like when we yeah. saw Dr. Sleep and he had the beard at the beginning, I don't know. It awoken something, yep. and so the force was awakened, my friend. I, I'm, I'm here for that. Amen. Well, and just the—I mean, he went like the first two movies pretty much without really having it. It was that third one yeah. that he finally like got the Alec Guinness beard going, you know, and just like because he's aging through that's to like symbolize his age through there, and that this this fan had totally like. <laughs> gotten that and so that was all just in the beer it just looks so awesome and i was telling ash like the idea that they're bringing hayden christensen back to kind of play vader in that universe even though they might not interact with it because there's no cannot canically can, is it can canon oh man Shit. i know the word man. you mean though yeah canologically canonically no. i don't know yeah <laughs> But we are batting a thousand today. I'm buddy. not sure how to conjugate. Is uh, it even we, conjugate? We, we, can, we, can, we can speak this English. I promise. <laughs> Shit. I don't. I. I don't know if they can interact with us and still be canon. Uh, if they can interact with each other, but just the idea that both of them are in the same show, like in a show together, playing those characters again, because they did have a banter with each other in the second and the third one yeah like that's like some of the kinda... best scenes in those movies yeah. are them interacting with each other yeah like, like in the they... elevator and and two yep. and yeah i know what you it, mean yeah so like and like talking about all their prior adventures they like always referencing prior adventures yeah they, i like that they stuff. really <laughs> embraced that i feel like they, they you felt like they had actually done those things when they would reference yeah them. Oh, and how and, fun would it be like if they did interact and it was still yeah. like but it was like the early Vader thing, and so that rapport still existed. But you get yeah. a little bit of like when Poe is kneeling in front of uh, Kylo Ren and he's looking at him and he's like, "Yeah, What's, what happens for I talk first, you talk first? And there's like that kind of that kind of deal. It's a little yeah. goofiness oh, in the face man. of it all. Oh, it, it just like because that third one, I really feel like Ewan McGregor had finally zoned in on that Alec Guinness dryness, you know, and, mm -hmm. the, and, and like he was really, there are definite scenes where he just is spot on. And then, but he still has that, you can see that Anakin, who's always the one that's like testing him brings that like out of him. Like they, it just, it's just perfect. It's like yeah. it, the, their rapport with each other is the best part of that prequel trilogy, in my opinion. And yeah, like, I, I I agree. 
and then they, the way it just builds to that fight, and I, you know, that fight is epic between yeah. the two. And of that gets them me. Just, yeah, we talked about it. Like that gets me. That it gets yeah. me choked up too. You are my brother yeah. out again. Yeah, like <laughs> all of that. It's so fucking good. And so the idea that there's gonna be a show where that they are gonna be oh, back together, and it's gonna, but it's gonna be yeah. God damn Disney Plus. This is what I mean. You can't. You can't. Yeah. You're not gonna be able to abstain. <laughs> no, no. Even Ash said she's like, you know, that we're gonna probably just be like signing up for one. We'll hear about something. What a time. We'll sign up for one for a month and binge all that shit, and then cancel it, and then sign up for the next one and binge all that shit. That's a good way it. to go, actually. Though, if you can do it, one not when time you're trying like to get shit done. Though I can't. I gotta shit. get. I gotta yeah, get some right. shit done. Like I gotta. I. I anyways. How much time you got left? We shit, we I, talked I, about one fucking bad movie. That's what nobody has uh nobody has pinged me, and I don't think she ever expects me to finish. And <laughs> any time we we haven't talked about doing other things. Let's, Let me just rapid fire. What what else do you have? What was the one you wanted to you talk know, about though? There there is one thing that I could call out that I am unexpectedly excited about, and I don't think you could ever guess. <laughs> I could never have guessed. It is an album. This is shocking. I don't. I don't want to downplay it. I'm. I'm setting it up too much. It's the new Halsey record. I love it. <laughs> oh, Halsey! Yeah. Hey, babe, we listen to Halsey, right? Oh, she's got headphones in. So, she can't hear me. So I listened because Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross produced it. Um, I, I. The only thing about Halsey I know is she's a a, a female. <laughs> pop singer like i remember yeah like the old people we are the bride and i like a couple years ago saw a commercial that she was like a campaign spokesman for and they were using her music as and and her name and and she just looked at me as like she goes what is a halsey i'm like i don't know this is beyond (laughs) us Uh, so that was like that that happens to be for every musical guest on saturday night live now like and and ash Oh, and yeah. Ash knows every one of them. Like, I'll Does just she like, really? Oh, yeah, it blows my mind. That's like, amazing. Even listen to that music. You're with me 24 hours a day. Like, I don't... I've, <laughs> I've literally never heard this song, ever. When did you listen to it? What did she say? She, I mean, she does. We have headphones on during work and like <laughs> all those, you know. So, like, she has time. Trust me, she's... She's allowed to do her own things, listeners. I promise. <laughs> I uh, like to think that she responded like Silent Bob and Chasing Amy. She's just like, bitch, what you don't know about me? You can fit in the Grand yeah. Canyon. You <laughs> fit in the Grand Canyon. So true. You know, I always wanted uh, to be a dancer. Yeah. <laughs> but every time we're, we're watching Saturday Night Live catch ups, and I'll just be like, who the fuck is that? And she'll just be like, blah, blah, blah. They sing this song, and then she'll start singing this song. And I'm just like, what? Yeah. Our whole thing was like, this counts. <laughs> we watched yeah. Saturday Night Live. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We haven't watched Saturday Night Live recently, but anyway. So I, 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 you know, because of the annual kind of mixed album tradition that I've kept up, there, I, I actively feel myself kind of mid-year being like, I don't really have new music, and so I start to seek it out. Uh, sometimes what I noticed uh, some years last year, I guess I did this, especially last year, I was really looking to music give me something i was like so many fucked up things were happening like people had to be saying something about it but at first in the early part of the year it didn't seem like i don't know anyway but i ended up for last year the 2020 kind of mix album that i made is one of my favorites i've ever done one of the most diverse and like cohesive and emotionally charged i was really 
happy with it. Almost like I would even say proud of it. Um, but so I started to want to keep up with some of those artists and I'm just like sensitive, especially when I met the bride and was sharing mixes. She's like, this is all just like dudes and jewel. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, I guess you're right. <laughs> so <laughs> I would, uh, I mean, not entire, but, but not far from the truth anyway. So I kind of look at, look for stuff. And so I'm like, well, I'm trying to diversify this last year. That was so gratifying, I guess. So I've tried to keep up with some folks. I li- listened to her's new album and there was a song on it I really liked, but nothing like the um, I Can't Breathe last year that really lit me up. And so anyway, I'm like, all right, let me try this like Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross produced thing. And from the first song, first listen, I was just like, holy shit. I was like, it got me like emotionally and uh, the sonic palette and the variety of it. Like it felt to me like a 90s alternative album like and it really because and i was like i thought i was telling the bride like i was like i think you will like this i I know you it sounds like you wouldn't it sounds like i wouldn't (laughs) but i was but i'm like i listened to it once i fucking loved it and i think she did try it eventually the album is called if i can't have love i want power and it has a corresponding like i guess whole film maybe it's a two minute trailer you want to watch i haven't seen it could be terrible but it might help might help uh kind of i think i can uh maybe we can watch it together i can share the screen or something so there's a so there's a video that is kind of how i listened to it the first time on youtube um i put it like on my little navigational system and i took the long way to work and there's like lyric videos but they're like highly produced you can tell it's like a narrative deal uh and uh maybe that's what this will have this will kind of reference Cause it's advertised as uh you know the film i don't know if there's like truly a film you can see but it wasn't just a one-time thing either like i i've i find myself like listening to it a lot there's like two interviews on youtube uh one with atticus ross and trent reznor and halsey moderated by someone who I, I i'm not sure who it is that's posted like on the nine inch nails page and her page and then there's like an apple music one I don't know. I was, I'm just like deeply into it. Uh, okay. Wait, the link you sent me is the Miley Cyrus, Apple music, plastic hearts interview. Is that right? Well, this is my way of trying to tell you ultimately that I'm <laughs> really into Miley Cyrus. <laughs> Let's try this again. <laughs> oh, buddy. I think I skipped ahead somehow. So does this one come up as I can't have love? I, want I can't power? have love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'm at zero colon zero zero. All right. On All three. Right. And, and three. Three. Oh, the greatest horror stories never told? Oh, this is... These are, this is imagery I did see kind of. Oh, Jesus. Not exactly, though. <laughs> Whoa. Because I was driving. Watch as I step away for your sake. 
Whoa, IMAX, huh? I guess so. I would I wouldn't mind seeing this on a big screen. This woman will not go quietly. Is that her? Is the main character her? I think so. She looks very different all the time. I mean, yes, it is her. Uh, I mean, I do know that much. And it is an album at which, over which time she does become pregnant, and that's a big part of why why it's released wow. the way it is, when it is. I don't know how well that represents like the I mean there are two tracks kind of hinted at there but there's an incredible diversity to the whole thing yeah it's not I don't know man like usually my thing with music is I want to hear my experience reflected in some way and that's changing a little bit as I get older and my experience is so narrow um but there's a generally you know I want that emotional quality of feeling like I'm punched in the stomach and excited at the same time. Like I just want to be moved by it. And this man, this really does it. Even though like it's not necessarily speaking to things that I can understand, <laughs> like being pregnant and uh and the sort of challenges of uh being a woman, I guess, is a lot of it. But I can just so clearly sense that this is somebody really digging deep and being honest in using their art to do that and their their kind of talents and then sure. the f the fact that the sonic palette of that is coming from one of the guys that set my dna for, or like sort of set my preferences for this kinds of things with trent reznor it's oh man i just i fucking love it i i hope That's he awesome. hears this too because and i maybe we need to talk to him again in december but when uh stan the man said in our year-end wrap-up he's like He's like, I fucking love that Harry Styles album. And he's like, you got to fucking check out the whatever acoustic uh, NPR performance. Eventually I did. And I was like, oh, this will do. <laughs> and then I looked yeah. into it. I didn't end up like listening to the whole album, but I, I cannot tell you how many times I listened to Adore You <laughs> like to last year. Like if I was feeling low, hit that motherfucker and like it helped me. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so, um, yeah, I uh, it's an unlikely source, but that same kind of just like, man, I just want to be excited about stuff like this, and and it's rare, more and more rare that I find new things that I really feel that passionately about, and this just grabbed That's me. Awesome. I fucking love it. That's awesome, 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 awesome. I'm uh, that actually intrigues me a lot. The visuals from that trailer intrigue me a lot, and I'm always up for new music, uh, so I definitely don't mind checking that out. Um, yeah, listen to the whole album is what I would suggest. Uh, and you can go to her YouTube page and, and do the, the lyric video things too. And either yeah, half or yeah. whole watch them. I need to whole watch them. I need to like pay attention. But is the movie covered in all of the, like, if you watch all of the song, the album, will that be all of the movie? 
I'm not sure. I kind of feel like maybe not, though mostly. Okay. I don't know. I think it's okay. one of those like visual albums, as they say. Yeah. Okay. I don't, I'll, yeah. I'll, I will definitely, I'll research that. I'll figure it yeah. out. Yeah. I mean, I'm, that. I've mostly listened to it and that's where yeah. I engage it. And it is like a, like I said, a super like diverse, there's like acoustic ballads. There's like really dense. I don't know. It's just, uh, it surprised me track after track surprised me. And I just, that's uh, fair. I'm all about it. <laughs> me and Halsey, who knew? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's the next thing on uh I know you have a little a list there at least. Uh, well, we really wanted to, to like, can you, can we do Howard the Duck quick? Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Let me um, find my, cause I can just, I could just, so we, we watched, uh, there's an, I'll, I'll rapid fire these couple other ones and then we can just touch base on Howard the Duck and then we'll call it a night. Um, I found my Howard the Duck. So well, I have very few notes. So definitely that'll be helpful for okay. my interjections. And I have no <laughs> notes other than this list. So uh, okay. it'll just be more like. Just talking about how fucking that is a fever dream of a movie. Like, yeah, <laughs> watching it as an adult and just like how—that's one of those how in the fuck did this get made movies? Yeah, oh sure. yeah, and it's like, on that show. <laughs> yeah, like uh, uh, anyway. So we watched uh, on Netflix. They had uh, it's called the Gunpowder Milkshake. Uh, it's like an it was like a female centric action film in the vein of John Wick, John Wick and really just like created its own universe and then had all of these very strong female characters. It was really awesome. We enjoyed it. It was a good, another good like bubblegum flick for sure or popcorn flick for sure. Uh, We started the vow, the show, the vow that many, I know of this. And it's it's just the Nexium cult that, that oh woman shit from like, <laughs> yeah okay the bride watched this I've heard people talk about this the how did this get made people did a special episode where they talked to some people in it so it's funny that really? just came up oh, yeah. yeah yeah so uh, fascinating any of that kind of like mass psych psychosis basically of just like convincing a large mass of people to do things they wouldn't normally do is fascinating to us anyways but this is just like this guy was fucking sinister and mm-hmm. and he was a legitimate genius like he was a genius to use his powers for bad like oh. he, like you know and uh super villain yeah yeah big time uh so that was very interesting we still haven't finished it yet we have until the end of the month to do that and then we happened on uh just a random day to pick Beetlejuice to watch. And, nice. Uh, Ash had never seen it before. And I was like, I don't know if she's going to like this at all. And I I did fall asleep at some point. Uh, she absolutely <laughs> adored it, though. Uh, oh, that's she thought awesome. It was so that blew me away. But I, what, when, when I was awake, I was watching it, and I was just like, I can understand how Tim Burton became Tim Burton. This is fat. The style on this is just absolutely amazing. And just, uh, it's so well embraced. Like Edward Scissorhands is that same way. And yeah. big adventure is that same way where it's just like, he nails that style of that film and is able to achieve it through every frame. And it just like, it works. Yeah. And, but he can vary that. That's the thing is it's like, it's not eventually Tim Burton movies be just look like Tim Burton movies. And mm-hmm. bef- like 
these early ones, he could vary that look so that it wasn't just everybody looked like Victoria, Victorian style like, yeah. gothic, you know? Uh, yeah, those so. movies seem like his sort of inner world mixing with the outer world. So yeah. The juxtaposition yeah. of like what we sort of are used to and his kind of quirky uh, singular thing. Yeah, no, so, it, it, but it did, uh, it tickled me to, because that had come up, because I had heard there might be finally moving forward on a sequel to that. Like bringing, <laughs> really? Bringing Michael Keaton back. Oh, and like, Jesus. Like, yes. as Beetlejuice, and That'll just do. all this amazing stuff, so uh, that would be fantastic. And, did you know uh, that one, that when uh, Kevin Smith was going around and involved in the Superman movie, like, in ninety six or seven or whatever that one of the movies that like warner brothers pitched him was a beetlejuice sequel to direct really? or, or polish or something like that and it was like something had a tropical vibe <laughs> I oh, that's all i, I recall hearing that i remember yeah. hearing of this so this oh, is in the works hilarious. for a long time yeah another bill and ted three probably mm, hopefully um, not, but yeah so th- those were the only other ones on my list but uh, after that before we recorded last time before our last happy hour I was like, I got to watch Howard the Duck because I know Dave watched Howard the Duck and I need to, re- I have not officially like watched that probably since I was a kid. I should just like get it from an adult perspective. So I sat with it. I, I was, I, I also am always envious of you, how you're like, oh, I had, I was working on this like pet project and had this playing in the background. Hmm. And if I do that, I will only focus on one of them. I can't like watch the movie and also do the pet project. So instead I had it playing in the background while I was at work. And uh, that was fine because I could totally zone out on it when I needed to for work. And uh, so it kind of played in my periphery a little bit. I didn't devote a hundred percent of my attention to it when I watched it, but man, I had enough of an eye on it that I'm just like, (laughs) First, again, the duck boobs. Yeah, that's early not, too, right? <laughs> yeah, that's like in the opening scene. Should not, like, goddamn industrial light and magic and shit. Like, they know what they're doing. Their special effects look good. Like, they they cut from that him talking directly just enough in so many ways that it wasn't, I don't know. It, wor- it, it worked really well. The, the gimmick of him being the walking, talking duck. Worked yeah, I very suppose well. so. You just kind of accept that. I don't, I wonder if that's anything to do with our, our age, you know, and growing up with Muppets and all of that kind of yeah. real life kind of, well, not real life puppets that exist in the same sort of physical plane as the people that they're talking to. And then we just sort of accept yeah. that. Uh, but I, I no, I, I think I'll, well, I don't know. I I'm always curious. stand by that, like that the texture, like those were real feathers that existed, so that helps sell it. Like they're yeah, the light hits even it though for like real. there is no walking talking duck, all of the things that made that <laughs> appear the way you could have physically touched if you were there at the right. time that they shot. Them. Right, you know what I mean? Like yeah, there was no digital effects. Or, well, I guess there was the the interdimensional creatures were some form of special effects, but yeah. It, that cast was just stellar. Oh my god, and yeah, with Tim Robbins and how about the first credit? That so I have limited notes from when I did watch it. Okay, eighty six. Yeah. But I do have first screen 
George Lucas presents. <laughs> That's like the yep. first thing you see. And you get the two sons. Did you see that? Yep. Oh, yep. Jesus. Second note, duck world, duck boobs. <laughs> yeah. And they're right, right there. And they, they should really not are. look as good as they should. And or why does a duck need boobs? Right. Why? Right. Just for titillating purposes. This is, this is... <laughs> 100%. That's all. <laughs> yeah. What did I have? I had like 80s Bauhaus leather jacket. Satan sluts motorcycle gang. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hairsprayed Leah Thompson is lead singer. Actually singing. Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. I think I remember hearing there or reading or something that they were, they didn't know if they would replace her voice or not. She didn't know if they would replace her voice or not. And eventually they just didn't, but I really like it. Yeah. I mean, I've always been a fan of hers. And so it's neat that it's her singing and I don't know. It adds something to it that if she were just lip syncing would be a little weird, but that would have been a total eighties thing if she would have been lip syncing. Oh yeah. That like that song I would mean, have been like the title song and it would have yeah. been, you know, and I mean? there like, is a title song. Of course. Yeah. Howard yeah. The duck. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, no, but that's weird because I mean, I one of the first things that like turned me on to like actively wanting to play music was La Bamba 19 the year after 1987. And Lou Diamond Phillips is lip syncing to Los Lobos, and you know, even as a kid, I could tell, <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, so it's really cool that, yeah. that she was singing, and I think she's a great job. I, I downloaded the soundtrack, no. <laughs> the music is great in the movie, like, and that's kind of like his job on his duck planet, right? Is like he was. <laughs> Yeah. At one point in time, like a manager for like coincidentally, <laughs> yeah, he had to give it up and get a real adult <laughs> job. They say, but he was a band manager or something like that, right? And yeah. had some association with music. So, <laughs> I forgot that. Stuff. Oh, gracious! Oh, look! There, I there have, is... Turns out Howard is a skilled street fighter and an intelligent, sensitive duck. <laughs> but so here's the thing: is there. From what I understand, this movie is pretty accurate to some of the things of the comics. Like that's like his oh. big that's his superpower is like he's a master of quack foo in the comics. Oh. That he's, <laughs> that's you know, like right. yeah. so like this is based on a Marvel comic book. That's the other thing we need to understand we need to remember here. So like the start of the Mar uh, Marvel universe. Yeah. <laughs> Cinematic universe. Well, actually, in the first, I believe, Guardians of the Galaxy movie. There oh, is a Howard yeah. the Duck cameo in the extra scene of that. And right, so, right. So the rumor is that he that they are going to give him a movie at some phase at, at some point. Well, and what was really romantic was Leah Thompson tweeted like a frame of that or Howard the Duck and said, I would love to direct a reboot of this. Oh, and yeah. Like, oh, that would a, be she, great. She's like an established director now, you know, like That's big time. Awesome. Like, so... Uh, yeah, I, uh, all that would be fantastic if they uh, did that, but there was not one frame of this where I'm watching it, where I'm just like, this is some of the quirkiest <laughs> shit I've ever seen in a movie. Just like, it, yeah, it's so it takes place in Cleveland. Yeah. And they and had like, like WMMS stickers on the guitar cases yep, and stuff. Yep. And like they go to the Cleveland Museum of Natural History, and like I've been to that museum, and like that's act, it still looked like that, like yeah, even in my adulthood, you know, like uh, really all, all of that stuff, all the Cleveland shit, I just ate up, 
like and right around that time so this was like 87 this came out and so or sorry 86 87 uh light of day came out with michael j fox funnily enough her back to the future you know co-star took place this is a movie that took place in cleveland about working class musicians that that movie actually was initially called born in the usa that paul schrader of taxi driver fame wrote sent to springsteen he's like will you write a song for this he did write a song for it if born in the usa but it you know became what it became eventually he did write a song called light of day for that picture that is also a single but the other interesting thing about light of day is that there is a cameo uh i think it was either in the movie it's exotic birds or that was his band's name at the time i can't remember which of a very young well not super young the year before he started nine inch nails trent reznor singing get ready for this true love ways a buddy holly song on like a synth song it's like it's, there's so many kind of connected things to things that come up a lot oh, and not i mean man. and even cleveland being one of them anyway uh, that all made me so yeah. happy no that <laughs> Any of the Ohio and the Cleveland stuff that they were even just throwing in, like I'm just like, yeah. I know that and I know this, and like, yeah, that geographically that would not work out that way, or like, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, uh, never seen Leah Thompson. <laughs> oh man, how about that? It, we know what scene that you like. The, the oh man, that's a creepy scene, but also, and this is we're talking like '86 Leah Thompson. That's the same year yeah. Space Camp. We've talked about that scene with the the t-shirt and the, the underwear with her and Kelly Preston. Oh, she's yep. such a pretty lady. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, charming pretty. and nice as all fucking get out then and now. Oh, yep. The yep. treasure. She's yep. a treasure. She should direct treasure. that new Absol- that new yeah, Howard absolutely. the Duck. They should sure. do a new Howard the Duck. She should direct it. It would be awesome. And she's so sweet with him. Always like her. Always calling him Ducky and stuff. Like it. I don't oh, know. Yeah. How does that work? It somehow works. She makes it work. Yeah. I think. Yep. 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 No, it, 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 it has a certain charm to it, but the whole, like <laughs> that charm never outweighs the fact that this is bat shit crazy. Oh yeah. Like, like he had the wallet. He's got a wallet with a unwrapped, unwrapped <laughs> condom in it. Like what? No, no. That is a very and odd it, scene, obviously. And, Cause and, like, she's and, sort of seducing him. And then when he, yeah. He realizes that's actually happening. He's like, oh, I'm, 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 I don't want to do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I also thought like, so the wallet is a great example where it's just like, so we as humans, like it's not called the human express card, right? But like she pulls out a credit card and it's like the duck express. Like we don't work human or homo sapien no. into the names of every brand and everything that we do. Yeah. I doubt they would do that on a duck planet also. Like, right. You know, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, the, all of those like tongue in cheek jokes like that, like they are, they are funny, but at the same time, when you think about it, you're just like, come on. Like they, they would be more intelligent than that. I think on their planet. That they yeah. Have yeah. to refer to Mal, like Mallard express and like <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, all that shit. So, uh, but man, the, Who's the scientist guy? He did a great job. Is that Tim Robbins? They get played the scientist, no, yeah, or he Tim was like was the, adjacent. The, I, yeah. I mean, the like the astro scientist, like the one that like gets possessed by the. Oh the, yeah. Uh, I forget that guy's name, but this he, isn't he, a guy that had like a dark 
He does present. have a dark. He, he does have a dark, dark present. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was good in this film. Yeah. <laughs> Tim Robbins, same year as Top Gun. Like he was really? in Top Gun. Uh, I can't remember his his character in Top Gun, but uh, the I have here the quote: "One of the Earth's greatest minds," <laughs> and he does a great Daffy Duck. This is the note I have. I don't quite recall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he does do a great Daffy Duck because he tries to talk to Howard. Yeah, he thinks that's yeah. how you he would communicate with him. Now he's it, good it, in this. I, yeah, I, I, I yeah, I, I, I've been just like Leah Thompson is a gem in a treasure. I think Tim Robbins. Oh is one. yeah, he is. I, yeah, I, 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 with this, I, I saw him in something else recently, and I've been dancing around watching, finally watching Jacob's Ladder. But, and then I'm just in my Pearl Jam chronology. I'm up to the late 90s and then the, uh, with the Dead Man Walking that Eddie Vedder contributed to and then he hosted this like concert that was filmed but never released until like 10 years later that I just watched and I'm just like man Tim Robbins is is a treasure he's like a, he's a tre- yeah also yeah. a treasure just like yeah. I, I can't think of a Tim Robbins role that I'm just like yeah, yeah we're, uh, and even if you imagine him in like annoying character, remember like when he's the ponytail guy and then high fidelity and then you fucking hate him like oh yeah it's like <laughs> but he's, he's great a brilliant character actor. yeah like that, but, like yeah that. you still kind of like him because you know he's but like you, an actor doing a thing and you're like oh that's great what he's him, doing but <laughs> yeah i'm starting in my age i'm like if there's an actor that it's i absolutely despise them in something because that character is that i love them as an actor like they're yeah. If you could make me hate you, like that's that's great. As you long as you're like, not like that guy off when you see like in every interview, like oh, you're clearly you that guy. Screen. If you make me hate you because of the you're playing a character so well, like the guy who plays Homelander on The Boys on Amazon, we saw him in something because he was doing a push, I think, for vaccinations in Australia. I think he's from Australia, and. When he came on the screen, I was like, I can't fucking stand that guy. And he's just being, a, he's, n- he's not obviously the character. He's yeah. like, he, and I'm, but I'm like, that's because he's a great fucking actor. Like he Oof. does that good of a job in that character. Like it, it, he's my Ben Affleck. Remember how I hated Ben Affleck? Because like <laughs> my first three examples of him were like, uh, mall rats. And then, um, what's the seventies one where he's oh, days and confused. Dazed and confused. Yeah, and then he's there was just a like a dick one. beating ass. <laughs> yeah, I third one maybe school ties. I'm not sure. I don't know, but like that, those were my first three impressions of Ben Affleck, and I was like, that guy's a fucking asshole. Like, <laughs> yeah. why is Kevin Smith keep putting him in his movies? Yeah, you know, like I've ever so. read those commentaries too. Affleck's like, thank you because like, you gave me this opportunity to play the chasing Amy role. Because like otherwise, I'm just like always in movies like throwing guys up against a locker. Yeah. <laughs> Have you, did you guys, did you watch Buffy ever? Those TV series? So the guy, so there's a, this is a great example of this like thing of, of an actor doing a great job, but, but you hate him is the dude who plays, he, in Buffy plays Giles, Anthony Head is the actor's name. He, I think he's British. He, in that, in, in Buffy, Giles is like kind of a father figure. You, you love Giles. In Ted Lasso, Giles, Anthony Head plays, the owner, former owner of the the football club that like has, he's, he's horrible, horrible. Yeah. And you get so 
fucking angry to see him for even like a microsecond. And you try to, I try to remind myself, I'm like, that's just an actor. That's Giles. He's doing a great job. I can't, I'm just like, fuck this guy forever. I hope he dies. Yeah. Yeah. But but yeah, I do know would, that like especially given the dichotomy of those two roles that this is a guy doing a thing. Right. But, oh, right. yeah. Speaking of so, die, I have a note that says, "On my planet, we never say die; we just say kill." <laughs> I think Howard says that. Yeah. How about that waitress in that little diner? Man, she was a hottie top. Oh yeah, I, and she was funny she too, cute. right? I can't quite Hilarious. remember. Yep, yep, yep. The Cajun sushi diner. <laughs> The what? I think it was a Cajun sushi diner, right? It was something oh, weird yeah. like that. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And and uh, everybody was wearing like all the waitresses and waiters were wearing like some country bump, like uh, something you would see a Bob Evans waiter or waitress wearing. Yeah. But then they all had like Karate Kid headbands on, right? Right. Like, it was this weird like combo. Yeah. Jeffrey yeah. Jeffrey Jones, I think, is the name of the the Dark Overlord character. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what is this? He still is making stuff. He hasn't been like completely canceled. He did what have did he some. Do? I'm afraid to ask. He had some um, underage sexual mm. accusations with like a teenager. And devolving into the dark overline voice thinking yeah. about it. <laughs> but, but that guy, please. He's a great character actor. He's also in Beetlejuice. But, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah of course. Lyd- Lydia's dad, uh, Mr. Dietz. Yeah. Oh, shit. So, Did Ash like the the, the singing? Seems like something oh, that yeah. might appeal to her. So we, we maintain a, uh, a, a home playlist that we can, that's on YouTube music. That's just like, if we like a song, we just add it to that playlist. There's like 200 songs on it now. And oh, we'll just nice. play that at random, like through the whole house. Oh, that's and great. And like after Beetlejuice, like we hit, we added like both of those Harry Belafonte songs. Great. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So that's great. Right. So I see my next note here is like it basically devolves into chase scene set pieces and damsel in distress nonsense. <laughs> the chase scenes go yes. on forever. This <laughs> was my Yeah, memory. way too long. When they get on that ultralight, that like like hang glider plane yeah, oh it just lasts forever <laughs> yeah. way longer than it should Ooh, um, i wonder if that's to do with like lucas's you know how he has like a fascination you know the even the the tie fighter sequences and stuff in star wars were modeled after like world war ii film yeah. uh and then eventually he got the chance to make that what was it like red uh red skies red skies, red skies. yeah yeah i wonder if that has anything to do with how long that went on because <laughs> It was interminable. It was. Terminal? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Eventually looking like some sort of ghost. Uh, Albert Einstein. Tim Robbins is working very broadly. Oh, seeming to take a Rick Moranis approach was my note. Because well, uh, he had that nerdy kind of Yeah, 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 yeah. But a little big, like, uh, I don't know. I can't think of but like Rick Rick Moranis and Ghostbusters was the sort of energy yep, I was starting honey, to get. I shrunk the kids. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, that makes me want to see that movie. Rick Moranis. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I just love the '80s. How it all ends up like they get a record deal. Yeah, the celebratory the concert. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Because they had that yeah. like a uh, uh, very dubious manager <laughs> that uh, yep. was like taking advantage of them, and Howard's like, "I'm going to be our manager now," and. uh and so they have that that 
that concert where that guess they get their record deal and Howard negotiated it all. And, um, it's like gem in the holograms is what it felt like to me. <laughs> 100% gem in the holograms. Yeah. Which They're dressed awesome. like gem in the holograms. The yeah. song sounds like gem in the holograms, except they say Howard the duck. All the song is for anybody who might yeah. not have ever seen this song or this movie they is can. all it is, is Howard the duck. Woo! And then they say something else. I don't know what they say. Yeah. But something like and that. Then it's just, they just repeat that. That's it. That's the extent yeah. of the lyrics. And they're dressed like it's kind of like Gem in the Holograms meets like, you know, uh, Tina Turner's character from Mad Max: Beyond Thunderdome. <laughs> like their outfits are kind of, uh, yeah. they're not they're not like purple and pink. They're <laughs> I don't know. And then, but this killed me because I love that that the you know culminating scene and stuff. But you know, uh, Chuck Berry, Chuck Berry does the duck walk. You could probably picture this. He's like down, yeah. really low. Like it's probably, I don't think I could do it. And he's like playing as Johnny Be Good like down so close to the ground, but like kind of moving forward at the same time. So they call it the duck yeah. walk. Marty McFly kind of does it and uh, back to the future. But like, how do you have a scene which a duck plays guitar and doesn't do the duck walk? It's, it's unconscionable. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, yeah. I can't believe they didn't do that. Maybe it was physically impossible for the, he didn't. I, I mean, there not was some attempt at it. Maybe there was an maybe attempt and they just couldn't do it in a way that was yeah. satisfying to me. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've, you know, I had, I had no attachment to that movie. Like I had seen the video box and I had a sense that it was kind of naughty. Um, and then you piqued my interest and I watched it, I think on like Peacock or something, it was free. So I was like, all right, let's do this. And this film's, it's like, this is nuts, but awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's that, how I both of those felt things are true. Nuts and awesome. Like <laughs> it's not, it, I, I am starting, I, I am right now in my consumption. I do kind of like the ones that are just like no thought to them or no like big message or yeah. you can just like it, it consume them for that time that they're there and they're done, you know? Yeah. Um, I was hoping that Bill and Ted three would have scratched that itch. It should have easily, but it's yeah. not. So, oh, it's a bummer. Yeah. I've yeah, been watching some so. like kind of uh, proper movies on purpose that coming from out of the, the films to be buried with lists. Like I'll, I'll name them just in case people are curious, but I don't talk about them. One is called rocks. It's on Netflix. Rocks is the name of like the main character. And then another one's called shoplifters. It's on Hulu and uh, it's subtitled. I didn't even know that it was a little bit of, I was kind of put off before I started. It's a Japanese film, but it's, they're both great, but they're, and they're not like, but they're just, it's hard. There's like real life stuff. And you're just like, hmm, yeah, this is hard. Yeah. And it makes me, it makes you, Feel Is stuff it real life hard enough? Right. Yeah. And uh, and so I do gravitate towards these sort of uh, happier, sillier fare. Or like I love to watch a great train wreck, like the, yeah. the Lost Soul like movie about like that. The, the only thing I have left to watch in all that is to watch the actual film. Island of Dr. Moreau. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which I'm very well primed to. Uh, well, oh, actually, no, it. it's, it's hard to want to because... After knowing all of like how awful it was for that. Yeah. Movie. And like, how kind of awful like, everybody was and not invested or dickish. And, uh, it's like, I know it's going to be bad. He goes aside for anything. And just like, yeah, I just felt like it got to a point where Val Kilmer and Marlon Brando were just seeing who could be the bigger asshole. Uh, it uh, Yeah. You know, the only, like, obviously we'll talk about this more. Um, but the, the main sort of bummer to me, having seen the movie Val, you know, where it's all, his well not all mostly made up of his home videos from over the years 
from like the early days of having a video camera where people didn't. I'll tease it a little bit, but there's like this scene where he brings it in to like a backstage uh, theater production and literally fucking baby Sean Penn, baby Kevin Bacon, and I think someone else. And Kevin Bacon looks at it, he's like, what is that? It's like, is that a video camera? That's amazing, Val. <laughs> <laughs> All the way to like having it, you know, on the set of this movie and literally like recording stuff so that the director, so that it's documented so the director can't like say shit didn't happen, John Frankenheimer and stuff. And, uh, and just wishing so hard that this 20, I keep thinking it's by me, but it's not, uh, I think 13 ish, 15 maybe documentary would have Val Kilmer's video to supplement it. Not not oh, to yeah. counterbalance anything, just to like further yeah. illustrate the fuckery that that was yeah. at play. Um, anyway, so so fascinating. I love a train wreck, uh, yeah, <laughs> like like uh, that. <laughs> and I guess uh, Howard the Duck go. is kind of that, but but it seems like no one got hurt in that one. And I hope that's the no. case. <laughs> no, so I don't know, man. Well, uh, hug the bride and kiss her for us. Tell her we love her, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Okay, love you, buddy. All right. Love you too, man. We'll talk to you Bye. soon. Bye. And there you have it. Thanks for, uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening wherever, wherever it is that you're hearing or seeing this. Um, thanks to Palmer for co-piloting this ship with me. Thanks to Moto for our rock and theme music. Thank you to you for, uh, for giving us your, your time and uh, your attention. Wherever it is that you're watching or listening, please uh, rate and review or, you know, even better, tell somebody uh, you know that you think might enjoy it. And a reminder to check out our Long Walk Short Drink YouTube channel where I'll be posting daily clips ranging from whatever, like five, six minutes to two hours, if that's how lit up we were about the whatever movie we're talking about. Always Halloween sort of centric, spooky, eerie, terrifying <laughs> clips, long walks and short drinks uh, all throughout the month. So check that out. Tell your friends. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. <laughs> Thanks again for watching. This is Dave saying, cheers, long walkers. Canonically, is it? Canon. Oh, man. Shit.